0: Oh, you wanted ASMR? How's this for ASMR? <laughs> does this does this make you have tingly feeling? A little bit, yeah. Shoulders. <laughs> yeah,
1: not gonna lie. Uh...
0: I don't. Something about ASMR that just like doesn't doesn't do it for me, you know.
1: All right, this one is a. Uh, I've I've been tentatively titling it ASMRio.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: It's a me mario no no yahoo (laughs) yippee
0: wahoo oh my god here we go (laughs) oh god i feel like exhausted (laughs) i'm like physically tired (laughs) oh Oh god, I don't, I don't like know what to do with myself now that that has entered my brain. Now
1: that we've peaked.
0: (laughs) Now now that we've peaked, yeah, there's really no, nowhere else for us to go up. There's, we've, we've, we've done it. We've reached the peak of content. There's nothing better than that.
1: Much like the show Coffee Prince, which finally gave us the kiss we've been building up to for 10 episodes. Where do you go oh from here? Oh my god,
0: yes, it did. We did it. We made it. We're here now. There's no going back. Or maybe there is. Who knows what'll happen next. Don't, <laughs>
1: Don't you put that on hey. me, Kara. Don't you put that on me.
0: Hey, speaking of episode 11 and things that might potentially happen in it, um, Jaron, what do you think is going to happen in episode 11? Oh, What's your
1: I, prediction? I'm so glad you asked.
0: What's your prediction? Oh, God, I hate it. I'm so sorry I did that.
1: <laughs> so the forecast for next episode. Uh, yes. I think that Hong is going to... They're going to do a flashback where they show that when mm. Hong whipped out of that stoplight, he actually went and visited his grandma really quick and had a long conversation with her and got a ring. And then we're going to cut back to present time. And he's going to pull that oh ring out of a little Lego box that he made.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: he's going to say... Unchan, will you marry me? Uh, and Unchan's gonna say, Well, I'm so glad you said if I was a man or an alien. And then she's gonna take her head off and she's gonna be oh a, my a goopy green tentacle alien. And then he's gonna slide the ring on one of her tentacles and they are going to have a, wow. a gay alien wedding.
0: <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my god. You know what, Jaren? I. <sighs> I'm honestly really impressed because you literally just described the rest of this show word for word. Yosh. Wow. (laughs) How did you do that?
1: (laughs) Oh, I I looked at the Wikipedia. Uh, I haven't made an Uh... honest prediction since episode
0: three. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, I really need to step up my game.
1: (laughs) You're like, it's more more important to be right than it is to enjoy the show organically. (laughs)
0: Oh, so if that's what happens with um, Han Gil and Eun Chan, what happens with Han Song and like Yuju? See,
1: we're going to find out that all these plots converge around the alien invasion a la 1976 Body Snatchers, and we're going to ah. find out that DK was in fact an alien primate from another planet, and he's going to kidnap Yuju and run to the top of the highest building in Seoul, and oh Han Song is going to have to hop over barrels and art on his way up there.
0: Wow.
1: Same thing with uh Sun His child, half alien. That's where the drama comes from. Oh my from. god.
0: <laughs> so was Sungi an alien or was the mom an alien? The
1: mom was, and that's why she had to wow. go. His memory was supposed to be wiped, but they failed.
0: Oh no. What about C B and Unsei?
1: Oh, Unsei got abducted in a mind control uh implant put into her. So that's why she Ooh. suddenly changed her attitude towards C B.
0: Wait, so Unsei isn't an alien too?
1: No, the, uh, there was an original Unchan that's been replaced by the alien Unchan somewhere around episode oh, no. five, I think. And
0: wow, that's insane! <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a prediction! Honestly, I I see no better route for this show to go. I really think that if they want this show to be as good as it can, that's what they have to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and if anybody needs to contact me through my professional IMDB page for help with their latest screenplay, I am currently commissions open. I'm free for whatever.
0: All right, you heard it. You you heard it first. You heard it. Hold on. How do you say that? You heard it here first, folks. Yes.
1: Yes? Yeah. Oh, no, (laughs) Kara, your alien programming is breaking down.
0: I mean, uh, uh...
1: (laughs) Our mission Uh, to analyze human-morantic relationships through the lens of television. Wow,
0: this is so weird. Suddenly I love ASMR and I don't know why. Uh, (laughs) 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 All right. Without further ado, let's get into the juice. Excellent. Episode 11.
1: (laughs) Episode 11. We've got the juice. Episode
0: (laughs) 7. That's a good scene. Thanks. Did you hear what I said? Because we said it at the same time. Oh,
1: you said uh, episode eleven. Uh, it's, we're in heaven.
0: No, I said episode eleven. It's not episode seven.
1: <laughs> oh, technically the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I figured we might as well keep it honest with the audiences. Um, we don't want them to think we're lying to them.
1: We don't want them to think we're some kind of extraterrestrial intel gathering outfit disguised ha, ha, as a podcast. Ha, ha,
0: ha, ha. That'd be so funny. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> anyway, I think we've said too much, so let's go. <laughs>
1: Comfortably too much.
0: Uh hey, hey, guys. I'm I'm Kara, and I, uh, gosh, I do love rom-coms.
1: Hey, I'm Jaren, and I love me some illegal street racing.
0: Oh, uh, but but you know what we're both into? Uh, hot hot drinks and hot hot boys.
1: And this is. Just just, 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 just kiss, kiss already. already.
0: Please? Please. Guys, just, just, like, come on. Just, just a kiss. little, come on. Just kiss.
1: I wish Arthur Weasley could have been in this episode of Coffee Prince.
0: I wish Arthur Weasley could have been in this episode of Co- You know what? I wish Arthur Weasley was in more media in general. I feel like it'd just be a fun thing to have him appearing... Just, like, no, I would everything you're watching.
1: I would pay to have him follow me around my house and just repeatedly ask, what is the function of blank? And just point Aww. to some random knickknack or something.
0: Aw, that'd be so cute. Oh. And that is
1: the, the cute that we would have needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: this go around. It was, it
1: was a dearth of cute. There was a little bit of cute, but, like, they really made you dig for it.
0: Yeah. um, In case... It wasn't clear, we're back, and we watched episode 11, and, um, remember how last episode we were so excited because it was the episode, and yeah. there was, like, a cool kiss, and, like, everything was great? Well, uh, get ready for episode 11, aka, all that goes to shit. Mm. <laughs> you couldn't- come on, you- you had to see that coming, come on.
1: Listen- I wanted to believe that this was the Mm -hmm. one time they were- Well, they didn't bait and switch. They didn't, like, just disregard everything that happened. But effectively, they might as well have.
0: Yeah, it did. I remember how last time I kept being like, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious, like, every time I see Harim. Yeah, so that was not about him finding out the secret. It was about what he does this episode.
1: (laughs) That boy.
0: I I remember- Oh my god, on my first watching, I remember feeling like everything happened so fast. Because I'm more of a binge-watcher than, like, a a watch-every-once-in-a-while. So I watched episode 11 right after episode 10, so it felt like in a span of, like, five minutes, everything had laid on-laid on the line. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into talking about what the heck happened this episode. Jeez. Uh, So last episode was- ended on, like, a really cool high note, um- we had, like, this cool admission of feelings, and there was, like, the line where he was like, if you're a boy or if you're an alien, I don't care, I like you, and we're gonna do it, and I was like, heck yeah, and Jaren was like, heck yeah, and we start this episode off on a really high note, too, because it's like, they're both home, Chan is at her house, and Hongyul is in his apartment, and they're on the phone, and they're being really cute, being like, oh, just making sure you got home, and oh, I miss you already, and like, and it's very cute.
1: Yeah, as far as high notes go, this is like soprano C, top shelf, glass shattering, like good times are had by all. It was a
0: very good way to start this episode after last episode, like I'm really glad that we went right into like, no, that actually happened and everything is great.
1: Unchan is so precious because he's like, I miss you. And she's like, we only just, like, broke off from each other. God, me too. (laughs) Like, it's really well delivered.
0: She's like, I should go to sleep and hang up. And hung is trying to do the, like, no, let's, like, keep talking on the phone for a little longer. And she's like, okay. And then, like, a couple seconds later, she's like, no, I gotta hang up. I can't do this.
1: Yeah, she starts, like, tapping her chest. And I'm like, oh, she's got the the doki-doki...
0: yeah and she oh, like yeah. lies she's like bumping uh, off the charts. I think I hear
1: my mom calling me and then she <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: like, <laughs> so. a really a really classic
1: <laughs> they they do have like a cute exchange where he's like, this is gonna be great like we're gonna be able to work without being passive aggressive or arguing with each other for once. this is awesome oh my I look gosh yeah to it.
0: she's like so we're not gonna like argue and we're gonna like have fun and he's like, yeah and I'm like. Man, I wish. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the what... show I want. If this episode had just been like, we're just going to hang out and have fun and like it's going to be like a good, everything's going to be good. Wow. Would have been great. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have been um what should happen because yeah, there still are a lot of loose ends untied, but I would have liked it regardless.
1: <laughs> I, I will say in advance of the rest of this episode that like the reincorporation of these like loose plot threads... It's really good like it's all actually weaving together and none of them are kind of dead ending yeah. yeah definitely it's weird to be so satisfied by like no resolution but just little more pieces of information each time that you see these people
0: yeah yeah that's true i think that's something that this show does pretty well i feel like the the slow feed of information and the slow kind of like i don't know it feels like everything happens at a good pace, I think.
1: Mm, that's right. I think that's what we would call that, pacing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like everything oftentimes feels like it happens very fast because a lot of things happen in one episode and things tend to happen like right after one another, but it still feels paced very well. Um, yes. I think they make good use of the like break time between when something really big and important happens.
1: This episode more so than the others really had a thematic consistency and yeah. this isn't my episode title, but it was almost going to be, and I was almost mm. ready to call this episode, like, Heart's Direction, because Aww. that is a super interesting concept that gets introduced, introduced and elaborated on here, but I have yeah. a way better title that has to be said later. Okay, though, okay, so. good.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, we'll keep second place in mind um, in our hearts. We'll keep it alive. So, um, so
1: Unchan activates Robo Unchan, my favorite character, returns <laughs> at last. That's right. Well, I guess second favorite to Jinji, if we're going to keep with the canon consistent.
0: That's fair. I feel like my first, first favorite character, Jinji. Second favorite <laughs> character, Robo Unchan. Third favorite character, Sweeper. Yeah. Um, and then maybe like Unchan gets to be on the list.
1: <laughs> we should maybe do a tier list of Coffee Prince characters.
0: <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so she activates Robo Unchan and is like, I should tell him now's the time. And my first thought was yes. like, Oh shit, is she gonna be like, hey, I love you? Kind of forgetting the whole like secret cross-dressing subplot. Uh, yeah. more of a plot plot than a subplot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Robo Unchan kinda in response goes, eh! like makes a little noise.
0: As as she does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she makes Robo Unchan say a couple cute things and then kisses it goodnight and then just kind of crawls into bed with mama. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she like goes to mom for like a little bit of a little bit of comfort and mom is like sleepy but she's still like what? And Unchan is like, I like him and she's like, Oh, okay And she's also like and I gotta tell him the truth and mom is like they're there <laughs> and she's like half asleep.
1: Oh yeah. It was super cool to see her like resolve. She's like, I'm telling him tomorrow. Like it's yeah. happening because I don't think we've ever come close to that before. There's been a lot of times where like you can tell she wanted to say something, but there mm-hmm. was no like letting someone else know that this is what I plan to do, which is usually a yeah. big step in making yourself do something you don't want to do. Second second yeah. a- secondhand accountability.
0: Yeah. <sighs> well, <laughs> I'm like, I know that. Oh, anyway. <laughs>
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We're still in Cute Town. We have like a dress I'm, montage the next I'm morning. I'm
0: so happy to be in Cute Town, but I can see the like plane ticket I have where the destination <laughs> is no longer cute, very sad town. And I'm just like preparing myself mentally because we have to go there at some point. But we're still in Cute Town.
1: We're still doing it. There's nothing bad going to happen. Enchants trying on different dresses and they're all very That's cute. That's right
0: she's like ooh look at this shirt ooh look at this dress ooh 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 and it's it's very sweet because it is very much like she we know that she wants to tell him that she's like surprise i've been lying this whole time i am actually girl ooh. um but at the same time it's also very evident that it's like she's really giddy about like the prospect of this relationship and knowing that, like, she likes somebody and they like her back, and it does also give that feeling of like she's kind of having fun being like, Oh my god, I kind of like want to look cute when I do it, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing that like giddiness to you know look cute for the person that you like. And
1: we and we like smash cut to Han Gil doing whatever the opposite of road rage is because he is <laughs> he is just. Beaming and like driving with the top down. It looks like somebody cuts him off and he kind of just like waves at them, like,
0: oh, it's fine. He's like, oh, well. <laughs> oh he is so happy. It's good to see him that happy.
1: <laughs> it's good to see it.
0: <laughs> it's, we love to see it. Oh my god, I cannot like. This stress of what is going to happen in this episode is so bad. We're in cute town. We're in cute town. We have to stay in cute town. <laughs> we're,
1: we're in our car on the cute town expressway. Yes. We see a billboard for it's no longer cute but sad town. And we're yes. like, oh, right, I got to go there. Well, God. But for no. now, we're still driving to the airport.
0: Yes, we're still driving and we're having a good time.
1: So what happens next is Hangil gets a call. Yes. And I, it's from somebody that he doesn't know, somebody who has his number, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, hey, who is this?" And uh, I think we cut from there, or we see that it's, uh, second papa, is what I've loosely titled that character. Uh, maybe his own. <laughs> yeah, I keep
0: calling him. I keep calling him Dad number
1: two. <laughs> Dad number two and second papa.
0: dad number two and second papa
1: so he calls and then we cut to uh unse just kind of like harbinging being a harbinger and being like hey
0: what was that
1: she's harbinging
0: i don't know what that means
1: oh uh it's kind of like uh Like, an omen, almost. Like, if you see a crow or something, it's supposed to be, like, a harbinger of bad things to come. Or vultures.
0: Oh. Oh. I've always said that word as harbinger.
1: Oh. I might be wrong. Maybe
0: because... I I might be wrong. I don't know which one of us is right. I just... I guess because I was like, oh, because they're bringing a bad omen or, like, uh, maybe that's what harbinger Oh, I like that. I don't know. My mind always said harbinger, but maybe it's (laughs) harbinger.
1: So Unsei is hard bringing down the mood by being yeah, she's like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: burger burger burger.
1: She's kind of being like, "Hey, you're leaving in a dress. Uh, are you?" Oh sure yeah, she's about like, "Are that? you
0: crazy? Like, <laughs> what are you doing?" And Unchan is like, "Shut up."
1: <laughs> yeah, Unchan doesn't even like take a second to like. She she's driving on her scooter and just kind of chanting to herself, "It'll be fine. It'll be fine." everything is gonna be fine for me. I'm Un-chan. <laughs> and she's like, almost it's a good
0: song. And I up. really wish that it would happen.
1: <laughs> I believed her. I believe I don't think she believed herself. But I was like, I'll have faith in Unchan that everything is going to be all right. Uh, that's good.
0: Oof. Yeah, I did write down like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Like she tries to tell him straight away, because I did forget that that happens. I forgot that like, she makes that like promise to herself and that she decides like yes i'm going to do it right now (laughs) um so it's good it's good to see her like so i mean like not necessarily confident but like pushing herself to do something because she knows that she needs to and she knows that that's kind of like the right thing to do right now yeah um and it's also good to see her just like i don't know because she is happy but she's like nervous but it's like a i can't tell if it's a good nervous (laughs) (laughs)
1: she's doing it to create a better future so there's yes. the underpinning feeling for her is hope that like
0: yeah they will
1: get through this and have a good life together, which makes mm-hmm. it all the more tragic really, but uh, we're in
0: cute town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of checking my bag at the uh, depression yeah. Airways desk and.
0: I've been like zooming in and out of the location on like the map on my phone, just kind of like thinking about what's gonna happen when we're we're there. Even though I know that we're in Q Town right now, I just kind of keep looking at it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like the pamphlet.
1: <laughs> I'm checking the I'm checking the weather on my app uh, along the plains route, and I'm like, oh man, there's like a ten thousand mile an hour wind that's bringing a thunderstorm from the other continent, the continent of bad mm-hmm. feelings, over to. <laughs>
0: Why did we book this vacation to the continent of bad feelings in the first place? It feels like
1: it feels like a uh, a business trip. Like yeah. boy, we don't want to go, but we need to sell these SSRIs. There's <laughs> <laughs> a huge market for
0: them. Of course.
1: Whew, so we cut to to uh, grandma, hung Yol's grandma and yes. his dad and grandma's mm-hmm. eating ice cream and they're just kind of sitting in the backyard with a lot of tension and yeah. grandma kind of goes, huh, they, uh, they should be meeting up by about now.
0: Yeah. It's like a cool, big, vague, like, huh, huh. Hmm.
1: I think they might've used his name before in passing, but they call him Lee Myung Jae here.
0: Yes. We have heard that name before. Okay. It's so- easy to forget when they don't say it for like a cool period of time because we decide to be really vague. But yes, Myung Jae is his name. Myung Jae. Yeah.
1: So uh, I was I was stoked to have a name to put to the face as much as I like Second Papa.
0: I'm gonna continue calling him Dad Number Two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that we cut from there to them actually meeting, and yes. uh, Lee Myung Jae kind of asks about Hong Gil's career trajectory, uh, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, my mom." told me when I was really little that I had this uncle that I used to like follow around in love. And it's like, Oh, it's cool to see you again. Like, that's great. And Mm -hmm. so they're getting caught up and he's like, Oh, uh, career. And Han like, you know, I, I'm obsessed with the, with toy making. And I used to Mm -hmm. design robots and I've actually like tried other careers and found that like, this is the only thing that I think is suitable for me and i'm like mm. damn dude that's an adult answer that's something that somebody who's almost turning 30
0: would say wow it's almost like hungil is almost turning 30 <laughs> i don't know though
1: <laughs> oh boy oh boy so
0: <laughs> so then um they get onto the topic of hungil's birth mother cuz hungil asks like oh did you know my birth mother and i wanted like the like eyes like looking to the side emoji so i had to draw it in my notes because like, <laughs> <There> <laughs> was... i was like there's nothing else that fits this situation than that emoji
1: <laughs> there was a really i guess i'd say good dialogue where yeah. he's like oh you're stubborn you get that from your mom and hangil's kind of like oh you knew my birth mother and so they get on that topic because hangil immediately is like huh my mom's not stubborn thinking about uh, the mother who raised him and not his biological yeah.
0: mother.
1: Uh, so we cut to Coffee Prince. Coffee
0: Prince. Where
1: Mr. Hong is just kind of reading the news and being like, yeah. oh, man, nothing good ever happens. What's with this? And like, he's got, a... he's got the, it's no longer cute, but sad town gazette in his hands. <laughs>
0: Literally Mr. Hong reading that newspaper was like the perfect foreshadow into like the rest of the episode because Oh my god.
1: Ooh. And then we gotta
0: we got a couple more seconds of Cute Town though, don't worry.
1: Yeah, literally moments. They're draining rapidly like sand in the hourglass and so Unchan Un
0: appears at the cafe. Yeah, so she comes in and immediately because she's wearing her like her more like girly shirt and like cute she's, white top. Yes, a very cute white top. And immediately CB is like, uh, d- d- Unchan, like you're not wearing the correct clothes. Uh, Bro, did you forget? do you know
1: that you're female presenting right now?
0: Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Bro. laughs>
1: uh, and then I think like there's. The she walks by the kitchen or whatever and Sun Gi has like this brilliant line where he goes, The way that I see it, she's never had any breasts.
0: I know, <laughs> we cannot let Eun-Chen have titties for like two seconds in this show, can we?
1: It's just what kind of character is Sungi that he just like sits here and he sees <laughs> that and he's like, ah yes. It was peace was never an option. She never
0: had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, she's got to make her rounds by each character. CB is like, oh no, you might have forgotten, but Unchen, you're pretending to be a boy at coffee. Because he's so
1: dumb that he would forget. And so (laughs) he (laughs) assumes, he projects.
0: Sengi has to, like, make a comment and be like, sorry, Unchen, but titties were never in your future. Uh, (laughs) And then Harim... You will never reach titties. (laughs) (laughs) And then Harim, um, my... I had very complicated feelings towards Harim this entire episode just because like part of me was like Harim shut the hell up you're being such a jerk I hate you but I also understand that his strong feelings come from the fact that like he is Hung Gil's like friend and like I get it but also like oh my god I'm so like mad at him.
1: (laughs) Yeah like I feel like his intentions are good, but it's rooted mm-hmm. in his character being this kind of, like, flippant, petulant child, almost, because... Yeah. We'll get into it, because we still have... We're, we're departing on the plane right now.
0: Yeah, well, really quick, Harim does uh, see her, and he, like, makes some comments and is, you know, being like, Wow, like, mm, so, oh, so, like, you came here and you're wearing, like, girl clothes, blah, blah, blah
1: he kind of assumes it's like all about him in a way because he's like oh what now that i know you have no option but to come clean and she didn't know that he knew she thinks that he might have already told hankyo
0: yeah she immediately (sighs) is like oh no like does does that mean hankyo knows and harim doesn't really tell her one way or another he just kind of goes like yeah whatever like of course, or I don't, I don't even know, like, what exactly he says, but it implies pretty heavily that, yes, Han Gil already knows.
1: Eun just... very much is, like, apologizing. Like, the only thing she says is, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have nothing to say except that I am sorry. And it's so frustrating because at that moment, I really wanted her to be like, dude, it's chill, we're dating, he's gonna be stoked. Like, that's all I <laughs> wanted.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, she was like, well, come on, because Throughout this episode, there's a very big theme of like, um, there's this idea that's like, if in the end, something ends up being a good thing, then you might as well let it be a good thing versus like being angry about the method of how you got there. Mm. Um, that's kind of like a big theme that is just kind of talked about just because of this situation, but also like, uh, it's, it's echoed in a lot of other situations.
1: The ends justifying the
0: means. Yeah. And it's it's really because it's just very hard to see because I feel like from an outsider's perspective, that's a really easy thing to think to be like, well, at the end of the day, like everything is fine, right? Like it all equals out. You two like each other, whatever. But from the perspective of like the two people involved, it, it can't be that easy.
1: Harim says, did you know, I've never seen him fall apart like that. And Ugh. That was a tough line, because, yeah. like, he's, like, his BFF, and I we kind of forget, used to have, like, this kind of playboy attitude about him, like, several months ago. Yeah. And, like, for Ha-Rim to, like, see him fall over this dude, and, like, all the extra stress that the gay panic has caused him, only to find out that, like, it was not necessary, or, like, the like it didn't have to be that difficult
0: yeah so
1: he's understandably a little bit frustrated but he's going about it in a really shitty way because he says if you're gonna lie there should be a limit and i'm like bro what do you think this is like they're trying to start an actual relationship this is the limit this is where unchan decides
0: yeah i feel like putting it that way is a really good way to like figure out how I feel about Harim in this episode because I do think like obviously his intentions are good because he's angry for the sake of his friend and he you know is all of his actions are kind of echoed by that like he knows that this has been hard on his friend and he like I don't know he wants to do something or like he that's kind of like where this anger for him is coming from but at the same time, every time he opens his goddamn mouth this episode, I'm like, shut up, Harim. Like, come on. There there had to be a better way to do this.
1: Yeah, he... So she thinks that he's told Hangyul, and mm-hmm. he's, like, not alleviating her of that suspicion. And yeah. she looks like she's about to cry, and he says to her, oh, don't hold back the tears, you're a woman now. And I'm like, dude... <laughs> Ugh,
0: and he ends with this line that's like, All the feelings I've accumulated are gone. Yeah, I was like, bro, ouch, damn. That's
1: like I've seen people who feel that way and who like Uh they're like, no, I feel nothing now. But like to hear it articulated in that way, without like without like screaming anger or like crying tears, he was just like, look, everything that we've done together really doesn't mean much because of how you've acted. And I was like, oh shit.
0: Yeah, that one hurt. I was like, oh no, this is like, we're, we're on the plane right now and there was some turbulence and we're like, whoa, is this kind of like a, <laughs> is this a little sample of what's to come?
1: Oh yeah. Freaking, Ugh. I got, I wrote down a line here. Uh, Unchance a woman now, always has been. And like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we, we uh. cut back to uh, Myungjae and Kyul and yeah. he is learning about his mama and they're kind of yes. walking to the car and he says you know nobody's ever like talked to me about my birth mom like this i really appreciate it and Myung jay kind of like gives him this photograph very like quietly and somberly and the impression i get is that like that's the only photo like it might be confirmed or did oh, yeah. later but like that's a precious item
0: He says something along the lines of like, there's not much I can do, but Mm. I can at least give you like, let you know what she looked like. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of like, (laughs) what a
1: cool uncle.
0: I know. (laughs) Wow. What a cool uncle that I have (laughs) who just happens to know about my mom. Like, cool.
1: Oh yeah. No, I was totally starting to be here. Like, is that his fucking dad? (laughs) Are you my daddy? (laughs) Is this... <laughs>
0: there's, I I feel like, because obviously we get to that point, like, later in the episode, but, like, there there's just so much, like, weird, ominous foreshadowing around this man that you cannot help but be like, so is this, like, his dad, or, like, what? Like, why are we being so weird about this guy? <laughs> like, what? I- is it? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Like, it's not, like, a... You're in doubt. Like, you don't know. It could be, it yeah. could not be. Part of me was like, oh, was the uncle like maybe his mom's biological mom's brother and that's why he's uncle he's not necessarily related to Hong-yul's oh, father oh
0: yeah dang like, that didn't even like go through my head I was as soon as I was met with this ominous character I was like nah this is like his actual dad and there's gonna be like a thing about it right
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now our plane that's in the middle of this turbulent storm has yeah. been forced to make an emergency water landing near the abusive relationship <laughs> archipelago
0: that's right and we get out onto the raft and all we see is like Yuju in the distance and she's making two toothbrushes kiss
1: that's exactly what I wrote <laughs> me too she makes them go
0: <laughs> and then we just like cut to her and she's just packing up a suitcase and we're like oh
1: <laughs> she's, she's literally there's just a, a a counter full of like different bottles and she has a bag that is way too small to fit all of them but she's trying and she's just putting bags into or putting bottles into bags.
0: Oh, and then guess who shows up?
1: Oh God, could it be the guy whose house this is? Hansung.
0: That's right, it's sweeper. and he's here to bark and give everyone a good time.
1: Oh please.
0: Just kidding. Sweeper is nowhere to be found. It's only Hansung and we're like, oh no.
1: Oh, it's a nightmare.
0: So he walks in and there's Yuju on the ground packing up a suitcase.
1: He's very surprised that his girlfriend, who is leaving him, is leaving him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's kind of, like, told him flat out in words many times. And even when he, like, said, like, his last episode, there was a moment where he finally was like, no, I, like, don't want you to go, please don't leave. And she doesn't even say, like, okay, I won't. She straight up just goes, thanks for saying that. And then, like, continues to go and, like, see DK. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, why are you, like, come on, you... Come on, dude. Like, do they not talk ever? Like, what is this, like, missing link with I'm, these two people?
1: <laughs> I'm starting to believe that the only communication Hansung and Yuju have is actually what's on screen. They don't talk to oh, each other outside of the Coffee Prince footage.
0: There's no outside communication.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would explain pretty much everything, honestly.
0: Yeah, it really would. Um, So he comes in and he's like, what? What? I... I, I told you I don't want you to leave. And I specifically like...
1: requested you not to leave.
0: <laughs> and do is like, okay, well, I'm leaving. Surprise.
1: Yeah. And
0: we get she... into this really heated argument. Yeah.
1: Ooh, it's super uncomfortable. And she's like, look, I know what your heart is like. Uh, and And he's
0: like, tell me, tell me what my heart is like.
1: Because he doesn't know. He's not familiar with yeah. the human emotion of heart.
0: <laughs> he's like, what's that? I don't get it
1: oh god she says like what should i do do you want me to wait while you figure it out should i put my career and my life on hold and just pray that you decide to pick me after you've already like kind of fallen for this other girl that like it's it's an it's an emotional monologue
0: oh yeah she essentially gives him like a big old slap with words Mm. and his response is just kind of like yeah Yeah, that's what I want you to do. That's that's completely correct. What you just said is exactly what I was thinking. (laughs)
1: Should I just sit on my ass and wait?
0: Yes. He's like, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, don't you know who I am? She, like, explains to him, like, I am not this person, like, that you, that is going to sit around and wait for you to maybe pick me. Yeah. God. Uh... So, I mean, I wasn't expecting this at all, but Han Sung actually fires back with, like, this really powerful and, like, a little bit, I don't want to say inspiring, but, like, I feel like we rarely get to hear his perspective on the relationship with Yuju, and it's easy to forget that in the beginning, she was the one trying to, like, get back with him, and he was protecting himself emotionally because she cheated on him with DK in the past.
0: Yeah, I... I was thinking a lot about that this episode, just because, like, it's really fun and it has been great. And I am not going to, after this, be like, wow, I suddenly like Han Sung. But, like, yeah, you know, we've been shitting on him and, like, hating him immensely. But it is true that we don't really get to see his perspective a lot. And also, like, this relationship didn't start with him being, like what 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 the hell is going on i'm hansung and i don't know anything it did start with you being like surprise i'm back
1: <laughs> he straight up like her back is to him i think so he's saying this to like the back of her head but he says mm-hmm. like does my wavering and my feelings actually mean anything or are they convenient excuses because you've already decided that you're always going to choose your career and you're actually just abandoning me for dk again and that's when i was like oh
0: fuck <laughs> Oh man. Oh my god.
1: He went off.
0: What is this? Am I am I having emotion in the form of Hansung? <laughs> What's going on right now? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what when did we flip the table?
1: <laughs> it, it it was a legit shock and I yeah. think there's I god, you just don't know. You just don't know what the truth is because she does not respond. She just leaves. And it's yeah. like it's it's really one of the few times I can remember seeing something and being like, "Wow, both of these people's perspectives could be right, and the other person doesn't realize, like that that's what they're doing."
0: Like yeah, I really wish they would just talk when they're off screen or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <sighs> she doesn't respond, and then uh, oh boy, yeah, here she's comes just Han like,
0: Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, surprise! So we're back at the cafe, and guess who's suddenly here? Because. In the beginning, when Eun-chan shows up and everyone's kind of, like, having their, like, oh, like, this is happening kind of moment, um, she does immediately say, like, hey, where's Hangil? Because I'm pretty sure, probably in her mind, her plan was to show up at the cafe, immediately go find him, and be like, hey, I need to tell you this right now, like, before I chicken out. Um exactly. And that is not what has happened today. He because, comes in late.
1: Yeah, he was late because he was meeting with Myung-jae, and it's- Yeah. It adds to her anxiety because she's like, oh, fuck, did Ha-rim- say something and now he's not coming into work today
0: yeah not to mention she's already like changed and she's wearing her work outfit now yeah so she doesn't that even made me have sad. that like visual representation that she had like worked so hard to pick out
1: yeah and like from hangyul's perspective like it would have been better if she i say would have been better i have no idea but i feel like it would have been better if he had come in and seen her wearing the female presenting clothes rather than still male presenting and uh, having to just, like, say it herself out loud.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it probably would have been better for Un Chen too, because we do, I mean, in this next scene, we see that the the female presenting clothes was also probably a decision on her part to make, kind of like, she has to tell him now because she has to explain, like, the yeah, situation. And exactly. granted, yeah, she could totally maybe, like, lie her way out of it and be like, oh no, I just wanted to try a new style or something, but we know that she's not going to, and it kind of would have, like, solidified that that's what she's here to do, but now she's in her work uniform, and she's kind of back to her, like, male-slash-androgynous-presenting appearance, and, um, Yo comes in, and he's like, all right, it's time for me to flirt with my new boyfriend, Hello!
1: And Unchan
0: is, like, already shivering in her boots, like, because she's not sure if he knows, she's not sure what's going on, and she's just super nervous, because now she knows she has to tell him. Not to mention Harim is around, kind of, like, being a jerk every once in a while.
1: Harim, like, watches Hangyul ascend the stairs with, like, this broken look on his face. Like, he badly wants to say something, but it feels like he's at least giving Unchan the opportunity to come clean. Yeah. And to, like... Hangyul's credit there's this there's this very tense exchange between Hangyul and Unchan, where mm-hmm. she doesn't know what he knows but he has had like an exhausting morning emotionally with this man who knew his biological mother and getting the picture but he's still like happy to see Unchan, and they're sitting on the balcony just kind of talking and he's like oh man my head hurts like trying to bait him into getting head pats I guess
0: Oh, yeah, he literally like he wants he wants a nice little head pat he wants a nice little pat on the head, and he's trying to get it and unchan is i mean, I feel like even in the first place, this probably wouldn't have worked on unchan. She'd probably have been like, "What oh yeah, <laughs> but in this state of mind, it's definitely not working, so he has to like manually take her hand and put it on his head and be like, "This is what I want is I just want a, I want a little pat on the head, <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay."
1: To his credit, he's, like, actually sharing the information and in his feelings. Like, he opens yeah. up about his mom and myung
0: So, at, at this point, there's a point where they start kind of, like, holding hands, and Unchan tries to tell him that, you know, this, like, secret that she's been holding back. Like, she kind of, like, starts talking, but she just, like, cannot bring herself to say anything. Yeah. And at like after a nice little like tense moment harim comes in and uh, Hangyo kind of like quickly takes his hand out of un chan's because i guess they're still like hiding the relationship which i mean they did literally kiss yesterday so you know fair mm-hmm. enough they're under the impression that nobody knows or at least Hangyo is under the impression that like nobody even knows that they're like dating or anything like he's oh, like man. oh we haven't told anybody yet yeah because i like, kind of
1: didn't realize because i thought it was so obvious to everybody that they had feelings right
0: each other. <laughs> Oh no, yeah, it's like, we can see how obvious it is, and, but from, and I mean, like, even Un Chen kind of knows, because, like, they're all kind of talking to her about it this whole time, like, Mr. Hong is always making comments, and, like, Sungi is making comments, and, like, so I feel like she probably, to some degree, knows that everybody else knows, or at least, like, that most of them have an idea of what's going on, but Hong Gil has, the only person I'm pretty sure he really told his feelings to was Ha Rim, and mm-hmm. even then, it was only him saying, like, I have feelings for Un Chen, and it wasn't, like, any kind of, like, development that's happened. Because this whole development of this relationship literally happened last night, and now it's the next morning. And so, oh. like, there has been no, like, hey, guys, by the way, we're dating. So Harim comes in, and Hangil is like, oh, that's right, he doesn't know. Or at least that's my perspective of what he's doing there. He could also be like, oh, no, I don't want my bro to know I'm gay. But he already did kind of tell his bro. So I don't know. I don't think that that's what's happening.
1: (laughs) One of the things that Hangyul says that really got me was, he says, it feels like a piece of ice in my heart. Like, why is it so cold? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: he's like, why are we both men? Like, let's just go to America. And like, that's a big, big thing. Because... Like, Unchan's been like, oh, well, he's leaving in a month. They're like, blah, blah, blah. Like, why should I bother telling the truth and confessing my feelings when, like, I'm going to lose him anyway? And this is him being like, no, like, I'm going to include you in my life. Let's go to America and play Lego.
0: Yeah. That's another thing that shows up in this episode a bit more is that we kind of see that Unchan, when finding out that Hong Gil was going to leave and go to America, she kind of signed herself up for this, like, the idea that, like, she only has this month with him and then he's gone because he's leaving he's going to america and that's it she doesn't really even allow herself to entertain the idea of like if they were to get into a relationship potentially continuing that relationship whether it be like her going to america or like doing a long distance something or like what have you but she's kind of signed herself up that like when he leaves he leaves and that's it Mm. and we see that Obviously, Gil doesn't feel that way, because one, in the first place, his plan to go to America was kind of like, that's what he wanted to do from the beginning, but it wasn't necessarily set in stone, because it's still possible it wouldn't have, like, worked um, because of the whole thing with the cafe, and, like, we've never really heard his side or his perspective on the matter, like, he's never really said, like, he doesn't really make comments like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I'll be out. Like, every once in a while he might say something about it, but we don't really know what's going on in his head as far as that kind of, like, that future that lies ahead. And this is, like, a big, like, big blinking sign that's, like, actually, Gil is kind of entertaining the idea that, um, no, what if, like, I'm dating you and what if we, like, keep dating and, like, just because I'm going to America doesn't mean that has to stop.
1: It's that great, beautiful trope of what I wanted isn't what I thought I wanted. Mm. And one of the things he says is very much like, it's good to have a lover, which was what yeah. it was in my translation, which is...
0: That's it's what just I got too.
1: Sage advice, really. It's good to have yeah. a lover. <laughs>
0: Ugh. So then Harim comes in and he kind of like interrupts this moment that they're having. Um, and so they, they stop holding hands and then... Hangil ends up going downstairs, and Harim and eun kind of, like, share a quick moment here. Yes, and, then... and
1: Hangil <laughs> is like, man, I'm gonna be 30 soon. Weird. And Harim, kind of thinking that he knows what's up now, is like, that girl can't help it. Like, oh, you know, you gotta hate the sin, but love the sinner. Like, Okay, know, uh,
0: yeah, this is very important. So, um... Harim comes up, ruins this moment. Hangil ends up going downstairs. Unchan Chan and Harim kind of like share a look at each other. And then Harim follows Hangil downstairs. So at this point, we've kind of got this whole thing where um Chan now knows that Hangil did not know that she is a girl because he made it pretty obvious that he was still under the impression that she's a boy. True. Um, And so now he's gone downstairs and she was not able to tell him. So she's kind of in this mindset of like, okay, I haven't done it yet. I'll have to do it like at another point today. Harim, on the other hand, under the likely under the impression based on what he starts to say next, that in this moment. Eun-chan told Hangul, and the reason that he like walked away from her and went downstairs was because now he knows. Mm. So Ha Rim follows him down, and I remember watching this through to the first time and kind of thinking that Ha Rim was just like being a jerk and was just like deciding to be like, you know what, screw it, I'll like, I'll do the thing. But no, Ha Rim follows him downstairs, and he's making all these comments, being like, hey, you know, like, don't sweat it, like, you know, you don't, you don't need a liar, you don't need someone like that, like, it's whatever. <laughs> And Han Gil is like, what? What are yeah. you talking about? Like, what's going on? And then all of the other... It's so... It feels so bad because they're downstairs with the rest of the Coffee Prince employees. And Mr. Hong, CB, and Sungi are all looking at this exchange with this, like, expression of just, like, tense and, like, oh, no, like, don't, don't, ha no, like, they... You can just, like, feel it in the room that they're, like, oh, no. They and are Harim cringing. is just standing there. They are and Harim just, up. he does not stop talking, he keeps going, and what would you know, he is like, Unchan is a woman, like, come on. And it just, oh god, it it's not fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Hong is like, hey, you know, no matter how much I like that kid, you shouldn't call him a girl. Like, it takes like four or five times for Hong to accept and realize what Harim is trying to tell him.
0: Yeah, Hangil is like, "What? No." And then he's like, "Oh, come on. Like, don't say that. Like, don't Hey, it just because like Unchan looks like kind of like don't don't let it fool you because like he's got a punch that could like really hurt you. Like, you don't want him to hear you saying that."
1: Exactly. Oh. And it's
0: like, "Oh god. Oh god." And there's a, there's a small part of me that really wishes that like in the middle of this, Hangil would have just been like, "Haha, what are you saying? Harim? so funny." And would have just like walked away. That mm-hmm. way, there could have still maybe potentially been that opportunity for Unchan chan to tell him herself, but no.
1: Unchan like, no. comes down the stairs,
0: uh-huh. and is just, like,
1: looking at Hangyul from above.
0: We've landed. We're here. We're in sad town. We're no Oof. longer in cute town. <laughs> They're, like, forcing us to get off the plane when we're, like, clinging to the seats, being like, please don't make us leave.
1: We're locked in the restroom, being, like, occupied.
0: Someone's uh-huh. in here. <laughs>
1: And Ugh. Hangyul, he has like a violent reaction and he kind of starts like raising his voice. Like he is, he's kind of shouting, being yeah. like, hey, are you a girl? Hey, are you a girl? Are you a girl? Like just kind of really, just a bad move, man. Like don't, you don't have to I mean, raise your voice at people. It's one
0: of those things where it's like, there was a part of, because obviously my biggest sympathy here is with Unchen. Like, Mm -hmm. partly because, yeah, she's her protagonist, and she's kind of, like, the one that we've been following, and we're kind of more in sync with her story than we are with Han-gyul's. Like, they're both kind of our, our, like, leads, but, like, Eun-chan is the one that we're truly following. Yeah. So, obviously, like, yes, I know I was made to like her. But at the same time, like, I can't help but just, like, sympathize with Eun-chan in this situation. But at the same time, I mean, (sighs) Han-gyul kind of, like, losing it a little bit, like, he was just kind of, like, dropped this bomb of information, and he probably doesn't really know what to do with it, and I feel like him getting emotional in the response of just getting angry, we can't really fault him for that. Like, I mean, yeah, like, come on, like, you don't have to shout, but at the same time, like, I, I don't- he he doesn't really know what to do with himself right now. He's, like, trying to make sense of what is going on, and the fact that he responds by yelling and getting angry, I, I don't, like- it happens. I don't know.
1: This was the point where he could have saved it. Because he's like, are you a girl? Are you a girl? Are you a girl? And Unchan nods. And I was like, okay here's what has to happen next. Uh-huh. I was like, he has to lift her up. Like, they just won the NBA championship and like, <laughs> Mr. Hong has to come over and like, pour coffee over him like Gatorade. And like, they just need to like, start screaming like, go <laughs> Like, there needs to be like the biggest celebration, like the He's biggest like, Thank God, I was actually
0: straight. Oh my God! He like Ugh. runs to the
1: front of the door and he just starts ringing a bell that's that's there now. And like <laughs> across the 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 country, we see all the other characters just like turning towards the sun and smiling. Like that's what needed to happen.
0: <laughs> oh my God! What
1: actually happens is he like just takes off.
0: Yeah. It's so, like, I mean, ugh. I hate it because, like, this is literally how it always goes down. Anytime there's, like, um,. A plot that's about a character hiding a major secret. It literally never ends up where the character gets to tell them the secret themselves and kind of do so on their own terms and they're able to have a conversation about it. Whatever. Like that never happens. It's always they have this secret, they hold it for a bit too long, they lose their chance to like admit it themselves, and then the other character finds out in a way that was not a favorable way, oftentimes the worst way possible, so, I mean, honestly, I feel like this way could have, like, this this could have been worse, but it wasn't a good way to find out anyway. And then there's this whole misunderstanding because of it, and it's like, I mean, I've seen this show and I knew it was coming, but even, like, the first time I saw it, like, come on, I know this trope. This is a thing that happens all the goddamn time. Nobody can ever have a secret and reveal it on their own terms in a show ever. <laughs> but it still hurts so bad to watch this and to feel this and to just be like, oh god! Like, Ugh! <laughs> he's like driving
1: away, and Unchan is like running in his rear view after him, and she's like the fastest land mammal because she's just always right there in the rear view. The four, or yeah, five she's times
0: keeping they up with back. this car. It's kind of impressive.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, the power of love will give you wings, and she is going for it, but eventually can't keep running and stops which damn that sucks <sighs>
0: uh,
1: we have Hangul in his car having a realization montage
0: yeah he's like realizing how many signs that he missed this whole goddamn time and he's like, oh my God
1: which like I was super surprised to see that it includes the gallery date and the time that Hansung brought unchan as a date to the gallery opening because like, I didn't expect him to put that together, really.
0: Yeah, I, that's also something, because we address that later on in this episode, but yeah, when that was a part of his, like, realization montage, I was like, oh man, like, how do you put that puzzle piece together so fast?
1: All the montages as well, they kind of begin and end with this little whoosh sound effect. Yeah. And there's a lot of them, so as sad as I was, I just kind of kept going like, every time you hear this
0: whoosh. Whoosh, whoosh. Of
1: the new sound effect entering, oh!
0: He's like, how did I miss this?
1: And then he has the best two screams that have ever been recorded in his car. They're just very short, very pained, like ah!
0: Yeah, there, there's some, some, some good like guttural ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> he does a big <laughs> scream because he angy.
0: He angy.
1: So back at Coffee Prince, CB is kind of getting into Harim for being like just a total jerk and like kind of not letting Unchan chan do that on her own terms basically and ha is like whatever you gorilla and then I forget if it's sung or Mr. Hong but one of them says well if he's a gorilla then you're a sparrow and I oh, was it's like definitely sung <laughs> it's very poetic I should have known it was Sungi.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, because Harim is getting into CB, but CB, like, is. is He's not, like, taking it. Like, he's not sitting there being, like, whatever. Like, everyone. And I mean, to be fair, everybody kind of found out what was going on from Un Chan. The only one who didn't was Harim. And Harim is mm. also closer with Hangul. So it's understandable why Harim is, like, Team Hangul in this whole situation. But it's very interesting to see because I feel like this whole time. We've all kind of been from Unchan's chens perspective of like, oh, like we've known this secret the whole time. And every time someone else finds out, they're also seeing it from Unchan's perspective because they're finding out from her and kind of like seeing, getting to hear her side of the matter. Um, Harim, on the other hand, is kind of like Han-Gyul's side of this. But personally, I mean, like I've I've been right there along with Unchen, so it's hard for me to not kind of be like really sympathizing with her. On the whole matter. And so, like, when Harim is being there, like, getting mad, and like, CB is mad right back at him, and then Singi is like smacking him with a, a little verbal get down, I'm <laughs> like, yeah, get his ass. Like, <laughs> get, I, like, come on, Harim, get out of here.
1: I never considered that, like, all the other employees find out firsthand, and then Harim finds out secondhand, and that contributes as well to his, like, feelings of mistrust and emptying all of the feelings that he's had for her
0: yeah it's sometimes hard to like put blame on somebody when like when you find out it's not only from them and you also get to kind of hear like their side and like their reasoning for why everything is happening yeah harim really doesn't get that because like even though you know like the rest of the the coffee prince boys kind of try to be like hey listen like she's got her reasons like don't you know, don't do this. It's like, he's still not hearing it from her. And hmm. not to mention, he's like Hangyul's friend. So it's like, it's kind of hard.
1: <laughs> uh, Hangil calls to ask. Uh, he calls Unchan and he's like, who else knows? Oh, yeah. Oof. That, that's It's really accurate to real life that like somebody storms off angry and then thinks of some shit that they need to ask you and then like calls you. And that's a terrible phone call and they really captured that feeling
0: it's so like she gets this call and she's probably like oh my gosh yes like it's hangyul he's calling me and he all he's saying is just kind of like does anyone else know was i like the last person to know and then he's like does han sung know oh yeah he fixates
1: on that real hard
0: un chen cannot even like bring herself to really answer that much like she's just kind of sitting here on the phone quietly and that's really all the answer that hangyul needs
1: it was crazy because he points out, like, who else aside from the coffee shop knows. And it's like, yeah, he he literally was, like, the last person to find out. And, like, the only other character who doesn't right now, I think, is Grandma that Unchan's met. Yeah,
0: like, Grandma and, and Mom, I guess.
1: Mm. yeah <laughs> And I
0: guess some of the Coffee Prince patrons, but eh, they probably well, yeah. don't even care.
1: <laughs> they barely get any screen time.
0: There is, yeah, okay, when all of this, like, um... Like, especially when we cut back to, to Coffee Prince and they're kind of, like, in the little, like, back room with, like, the sink. I'm, um, <laughs> like, part of me was, like, are there, like, customers, like, right now? Or are we still before opening? Because I can't tell.
1: Was this show about business before?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we, we cut to Han has, like, driven over to Han Sung's place. And Han Sung has got his sweatpants on because he's going through a breakup right now. So yeah. It's a big mood and
0: Okay, literally, Han Gil comes inside, and Hansung is like, "Oh, hey, like, what's up?" And Han Gil is like, "Did you know about Unchan?" And Hansung's immediate reaction is like, "Oh, all right, this is the kind of conversation we need alcohol for." So he's like, "You want a glass of wine?"
1: Oh, Han Gil totally. is like,
0: "I am not here to drink with my cousin. Tell me what I want to know." And Han- Hansung, Han-sung is sung is like, tries oh. to like
1: walk <laughs> past him and gets like body blocked and like shoulder checked. And I wrote okay, Hangyul is not fucking around. Yeah. It it took me a minute to, like, understand his feelings of, like, why are you so mad? Like, if somebody has a secret and other people know about it, like, you can kind of infer that they didn't want to tell because it's not their secret to tell. But -hmm. I guess he's just very upset that his cousin, like, did not let him know because he was also privy to the fact that Hangyul was, like, going through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and not... To mention, like, I mean, it's hard because in this situation, Unchan and Han-Gyul are involved romantically, and they've mm-hmm. spent a lot of time together. And I'm sure that there is a part of Han-Gyul that feels like he's the closest person to eun right now, and mm-hmm. I feel like it can't be a good feeling finding out that there was something that everybody else knows that the person that you thought that you were kind of like closest to and that you thought you were like the person who would know the most about them and there was this underlying thing that you were the only one who didn't know. True. Like I, I can imagine that maybe, maybe just maybe, we don't know obviously, but like if this had still been a really well-kept secret and a lot of people hadn't actually known and he had been, like, one of the first people to find out, it maybe wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Not to mention, like, how long it took for him to find out, but, like, yeah, I can imagine that, like, finding out that, like, all these other people know that you didn't even think had, like, that, like, close of a relationship sometimes with Unchan, Like, he knew that they were friends, but he had no idea about, like, what was really going on with the whole, like, Unchan Hansung like you do situation that was going on back behind the scenes so there's a lot of things that are coming to light for him right now and i as much as like my kind of like main sympathy is with un chan like i i really feel for Hangil and just like what is happening to him right now
1: yeah and it's uh interesting because the the one person who i have no sympathy for in this situation is Han Sung, mm-hmm. because Hangil is like why didn't you tell me and he says oh you didn't ask me like a prick and then, uh...
0: Alright, oh, I didn't really see that as as much of a, like, jerk move. Like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's just, like, the biggest, like, oh, like, he oh, should he have asked him, hey, this guy, like, do you know if he's a girl? Like, you know that I'm having this, like, homosexual panic right now. Nah, yeah, you didn't ask me. Like, it's like yeah. genie rules. And like, I guess he... <laughs> I
0: just, I didn't hear it as much of a, like, well, you didn't ask me. And I heard it more as a, like, I don't know. I don't know. I heard it. I heard it with a bit more of like, <laughs> less like sarcastic and jerky, and like, come on, you should have asked me like this whole time. And more as kind of like a, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad.
1: True. I mean, I I also didn't benefit from hearing the inflection in the native language. I pretty much only got the information by reading it. Uh, but then Hangil's immediate response kind of reinforced my perception of it because he just. Dex him like wah-pa like yeah, he... right in the chin.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, he gives him a good old Bobby Big Five right to the cheek.
1: Ooh, Bobby Big Five, I like yeah.
0: that. <laughs> Ugh. Oh. So then, um, Han Go is like, "Listen, I need you to tell me right now." Did like you know, and did you do know, and also was the girl in the situation that was happening with you and yuju was that Eunchan, and like oh, yeah. Hansung is kind of being like, oh well, like come on, come on I don't know, and Hangil like power moves him by being like. If you don't tell me, I'll just ask Yuju. And And Hansung is still kind of like, "Oh, eh, whatever." So then Han Gil whips out his phone, dials Yuju's number, and gets her on the line and is staring at Hansung like, "Hey, Yuju, I've got a question for you. Was the girl that Hansung was having relations with that was causing your relationship turmoil, was that Un Chan?" And it's just like, "Oh my god."
1: <laughs> "Oh my god." And then Hansung grabs the phone while it's still on, so Yuju hears him say, yeah, yes. I did like her, but she doesn't like me. I've sorted it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, he very much, like, pops up because he's not going to let this be how uh, how the information happens. And he takes the phone, does not press end, and is like, okay, fine, yes, I liked her, but she doesn't like me. And Yuju's just sitting there like, oh, uh-huh. Can, can we All talk right.
1: about how <laughs> Yuju hearing that line is so bad because the implication is i like her but she didn't like me meaning like oh i would have if i could have but i couldn't so i didn't
0: she takes it with like huh, huh. all right like that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of like all she has in response to that moment oh yeah and she's be we do it. we yeah we get kind of, like, cut away from her pretty, pretty like, early before maybe, like, she's had time to process what just happened, but still, it's very, like, she just hears it, and then she kind of, like, puts down the phone, and she's like, huh, weird. Yeah. All right. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we cut to the inside of Hangil's apartment, where it looks like a mess. There's, like, a cup noodle by the answering machine, and Unchan is calling, being like, hey, are you home?
0: Yeah, uh, she's leaving messages.
1: You didn't get into an accident, did you? Like and again like true to life like that is that's very sad when like somebody's not responding to you because of a fight and like you kind of just want to know that they're okay and i was feeling for her and then we get like a nice comedy edit Where it cuts to her and she's calling from outside the front door of his house.
0: Oh, wow. I definitely didn't feel that as comedy. I felt that as this is so sad to think that like she came to his house and she's like trying to see if he's there. And she's thinking that it's totally possible that he is home, but he's just not answering the door. And so she's like, all I can do right now is just call and like leave messages in hopes that he hears me. That's kind of how I interpreted that.
1: I just I guess I had to laugh at something,
0: you know, like there's so many like hard to handle things happening right now that you got to take the comedy where you can find it. You got to be like, oh, thank God, something lighthearted for once.
1: And then Han Gil kind of like comes in through the it's kind of like an airlock. Like there's the hallway and then there's the doorway that leads into the antechamber to his house.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Not like a staircase or anything. No, no, no. No, 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 couldn't be that. <laughs> Wait.
1: <laughs> I'm not he an just, architect.
0: Like... <laughs> when he gets home, um he enters the like the the chamber of of um secrets. cleansing. <laughs> and secrets, yes. <laughs> and he like has to stand there for a minute and it kind of like transports him where he needs to be and then once he's ready to exit, he opens the door and then his apartment is in front of him.
1: Yes, that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so Unchan is standing there and he kind of just like tries to walk past her. Yeah. But she gets in front of his door and I was like, hell yeah, baby girl, like do it. Talk to him. (laughs) Make him use his words. Uh, I
0: was so conflicted because part of me this entire episode is screaming like, talk to each other, like lay it all out on the line, like let each other know what you're feeling. But I also understand that it's been a big day and maybe we need to like sit down for a second and just kind of like have a moment to ourselves. Like a lot has happened. Maybe we need to chill. I don't know. I'm very torn between like just just talk to each other already. Just get it out there and maybe take a breather before getting into this heavy conversation. But Unchan is going for it. She's like, nope, I've signed myself up. And not to mention, she hasn't really gotten to share her side yet. Yeah, Like, all of this has happened and she has not gotten one single chance to even say what has happened from her own mouth. So I guess it is good that she's, like, here and she's saying something because she hasn't gotten her chance to yet.
1: Uh, I didn't write down exactly what she says, but I wrote down that she asserts herself. Yes. And I think that she's saying things about, like, yes, she's saying, uh... I it, it started out because I really needed the money, and... Yeah,
0: she's she's basically, like, explaining, like, giving her her background for, like, this is why I did this. Like, I... Because there, there is kind of this big feeling that I feel like Han Gyal has been settling in that's like, oh, this was all, like, a joke against me. Because everybody knew and I didn't know. And she's kind of explaining, like, the reason that this started was because, you know, like, I mean... I needed a job, and you were hiring, like, you were hiring men, and, like, you know, and then we entered into this thing where you you said that, like, if I was a girl, you wouldn't have liked me, and, like... Literally! Basically he said... just kind of, like, yeah. Oh, she's, like, kind of just, like, word vomiting into this, like, explanation of, like, well, it started out as this, and then I was going to tell you, but then I couldn't because this happened, and then this happened, and this happened. And mm-hmm. it's, like, we've seen this story unfold, so we know how kind of, like all of the feelings that she's gone through, but when you kind of, like, put it into one big, like, speech like that, it can't help but kind of feel a little bit like, especially after the day that Hung Gil's had, I'm sure that to him this kind of just feels like a big excuse. Yeah. I mean, it, it
1: started out with a kiss, like, and then it ended up... How
0: did it end up like this? Like this,
1: you know? <laughs> and now <laughs> he's, he cabadons... Uh, yes. Oh, he, her, like,
0: two-hand cabinet. Like, he doesn't do the wall. He puts... He grabs her shoulders and, like, slams her up against the door. And I was yeah, like, whoa. No. Like, I was very of, much, like, on edge.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of unnecessary roughness in this episode that I was uncomfortable with. Yeah. And he pushes her up against the wall and he cabadons her. And he's still... He's like, tell me that this is all an elaborate joke and that you wouldn't lie to me because, like, somebody who loves me wouldn't lie to me. And he's very
0: much like, Hoon-chan, please say psych. Please say psych right now.
1: Say no homo right now, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He's... No, he's saying, please say homo. Yeah. Like, please <laughs> say homo.
1: He's crying, but he's also just shouting in her face at her level, bent down, both hands blocking her from moving against a door. And I was like, this is a bad... This is yeah. a bad way to be doing things. I'm back
0: to my mindset of maybe we should have sat down and given each other a breather second before... Because I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Th- this isn't... This isn't good.
1: His whole argument basically boils down to, like, you Lloyd to me.
0: Like... Yeah. I mean... It's one of those things where it's like, that it is not that how it always is? Every time that there's a plot where somebody lies, like, the person who is lied to is like, but you lied to me.
1: Yeah, they're never actually upset about what was being deceived. They're yeah. just upset about the deception. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, I wrote down, like, just lift her up over your head and start cheering <laughs> because you found somebody who you love and who loves you back and you're both adorable and, like, you're rich and, like, you could have a great life just... Just be choose, choose peace, choose happiness, Hongil.
0: Honestly, and... and that's like kind of like I was saying before. Like that's a big recurring theme throughout this episode. Is like, ugh, we're gonna we're gonna see more of this conversation. But Hongil is kind of like, like, he's stuck in this place of like, you know, he's he's upset about the way that things went down, and he's upset about the fact that he was lied to, and there's all this stuff, and it's like. Do you, you know, consider those things or do you just be happy about the things that are good? Like, where is the kind of line here? Like, when Mm -hmm. is it right to hold on to those negative feelings? And when is the time to just kind of, like, be happy with what is good and what you know is, like, happy? Like, ugh. Yeah,
1: at what point do you just accept that things can be better? Yeah. And, like, that even goes back to ju and Hansung at the beginning of the show and making the decision to like I like you you like me like let's just do this without much concern for these things that could become an issue later yeah and there's some pretty cool like visual symbolism visual symbolism tautology uh, where Hangul moves unchan like he's opening the door. Like, he grabs, mm-hmm. they're facing each other, he grabs her right shoulder, kind of, and he kind of pivots her away from the door. And then he does a yeah. similar motion, opening the door to his apartment. And then he walks mm-hmm. into his apartment and does the same motion again, opening the fridge. So right there, that's three layers. So he's uh-huh. he's exited from the public unchan space of his heart, and he's gone into his house, where he can be alone with his feelings. And mm-hmm. deeper than that, he's gone into the fridge, <laughs> <laughs> Which means that he can grab a bottle of water and take a cold shower with
0: and it. Then and then dump it show. on his head. Yeah. Okay, I'll be honest. This started out and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you got to the part where you said three layers. And for a split second, I was, I was a little scared we were going to tread into Shrek territory. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this where this is going? Um, Listen,
1: Sh- Shrek 3 was the in-flight movie on our trip yeah, to Depression oh yeah. Country. We, we
0: had to take a quick Shrek the Third break because... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, he... Like, exactly that. He goes to his fridge and he takes a sip of this water and then he decides that it's better just, like, pour it over his head because he can't mm. step into the shower to take a cold shower. He needs to pour the purified water.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then eun uh, in a recreation of her scene from earlier, she does the heart-poundy thing, which when she did that after the phone call with han uh, Gil, she says, like, ooh, my heart was going to explode. Mm. So, like, similar feeling now. Her heart is going to explode, but it's worse context and because of sorrow yeah. rather than, like, hopefulness.
0: It's, yeah, it it's sad to see it in this way because she's, you know, taken, like, her hand and kind of like pounded on her heart many times before in this show but most of the time it's usually like a more of like an adrenaline or like a oh my heart is pounding like heart calm down and this I feel like is the first time that it's in such a sad way
1: it went from doki doki to achy breaky
0: oh my achy breaky (laughs) heart oh no
1: the the way the scene was framed We cut back to like Han Gyul in the kitchen, in the fridge specifically. And you can see that there's beer behind him. Mm -hmm. And I fully expected him to crack open a beer and just douse himself with it. Like, I thought (laughs) that was exactly. He
0: was like, it's better if it just gets absorbed by my skin.
1: Cutaneously,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) God, I just wish that. I feel like there had to be a take where the actor was just like, I'm going for it. And he just improvised emptying a six pack on himself.
0: I hope. (laughs) <laughs> I hope so. I hope that exists in, like, the, the deleted scenes of coffee. Copy-
1: the director's <laughs> coffee cut. Yeah, <laughs> uh.
0: yeah at, at this point, it was very, like, Eun-chan is crying, han Gil is crying, I was crying. It was not fun. <laughs> um, yeah, this is... I mean, like, I'm. I'm the kind of person who, when I watch content that is emotional, I'm very, like, empathetic, and I always, like, get emotional alongside it. And even upon like rewatch after rewatch, I'm I still found myself crying at this part because it's just that like painful. Wow. Yeah.
1: I know that when I watch stuff with you, I also get that. But I when I watch on my own, I'm very detached emotionally from media. Yeah,
0: I'm not only like empathetic; I also like project my emotions onto other people. So yeah, if you <laughs> second Kara's you watch, basically with an me... X Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put all my emotions on you. Guess what? You thought you didn't cry at movies, but now you do.
1: Oh, yeah. Carol will be like, isn't this so sad? And I'm like, oh, fuck, you're right. Why am I crying? (laughs) (laughs) We get a a good cut. I won't say comedy edit again, because this one I was actually like a little bit like, oh, that's. It's kinda of sad in a pathetic way. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to Unchan like face up with a tissue covering yes. her whole ass face. And there's two wet spots on her it from her tears.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And Unsei is like Well, of course that's what happened.
1: <laughs> she's full sister mode. She's like, you don't need him. Like you, you gotta move on. Like he seems hard to please anyway. Like I never trusted this guy.
0: Oh yeah. She's she's all in on it. And like Unchan isn't really happening yet because she's like, no, like, I really love him. And like, I'm I need really... to
1: tell him that I love him.
0: And Unse is like, forget this guy. Come on. Come on. Come on. Forget this yeah. guy. Like, who is this and then guy? Mom... He's like 30. Forget him.
1: <laughs> Mom, in her her push to become my new favorite character, is just kind of like, oh, my baby girl is crying over a boy. I know. Have some watermelon.
0: <laughs> my favorite thing in this scene is actually the very last like half a second before we cut away because un Chen kind of like rolls over like takes the tissue off her face blows her nose in it and then like rolls over and gets her head like underneath the table and we just see in the corner mom pushing a plate of watermelon to where her oh. spot on the table would be and i was just like oh god oh man <laughs> my heart ouchie.
1: It's, it's very, the, the thing that I really like and appreciate about Coffee Prince is the age range of the cast Mm. and like the universality of the themes, because like everybody's experienced love. Everybody will experience love at some point in their life. That's just my personal philosophy. Uh, and the reactions of the older people to first love and to heartbreak is encouraging. Because you're seeing all the in-the-moment, like, heavy emotions and pain. Mm. And then Mr. Hong and Mama are there to always not be jaded, but be realistic about it. And she's like, oh, my baby's crying over a man. Like, this has never happened to Unchan chan before. And it comes from a place of experience and also of, like, concern for the younger generation. Yeah. And I can't recall seeing that anywhere else, honestly.
0: It, yeah. That
1: attitude towards love.
0: I would definitely agree. It's not, it's not, like, coming from a a place of, like, a jaded, like, oh, yeah, like, this is what love does to you. It's, 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 even Mr. Hong, who, especially when he talks about his past experiences with love, he always kind of words them very bluntly, um, and you can't help but be like, damn, that doesn't sound, like, fun, like, this poor guy... But he says them with this, like, nostalgic kind of, like, air and this just smile on his face that's like, that's how love is. Like, man, isn't it great to be young and, like, get your heart broken? Like, just looking back and being like, those experiences that he had and, like, he, he cherishes them.
1: He strips away the entire plot. Like, if his life was a drama, he would literally just be like, mm, well, this is what happened, and man, that was cool. Yeah.
0: And yeah. he actually
1: does that a little bit later on, and we'll get to that, because it's one of my favorite parts of the show so far. Yes.
0: I I won't say it's my favorite part of the show, but I think it's definitely my favorite part of this episode.
1: Ooh. So Hong, uh, who we were just talking about, is at Coffee Prince having the world's loudest phone call with Hong yul
0: Oh, my god. <laughs>
1: And they're like going back and forth about like, why aren't you coming in? Like, oh man, if the employee does something, then you should fire them, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, come on, this again? Yeah,
0: he's literally like, (laughs) listen, dude, like if I don't really care what's going to happen, but you are the manager of this establishment and you should be here at work. I don't care what's going on in your love life. If you're up happy with this employee, just fire her. Like- just come to work dude come on
1: i mean <laughs> it's if like, nothing oh. else this drives home to the point that if you are romantically entangled with your boss your job security go down
0: <laughs> yeah to be yeah i mean like don't date your boss <laughs>
1: Sage <Saved laughs> advice
0: <laughs> that's really the the like moral of this episode is don't date your don't date and your boss
1: and then hong kind of like hangs up and he's like hey unchan if your manager tells you to quit then just quit and I was like, dude, like, what? It seems like it kind of came, like, out of nowhere, almost, like... Yeah. It, it felt really, not unkind, but, like, unfeeling for mm-hmm. him to be like, hey, if your boss says go, then go. Like, because I would have expected him to, like, stick up for her or something.
0: Yeah. I I understand that feeling. I, I, I mean, like, I don't exactly remember what it was like when I first watched it, because it was so long ago. But I I mean, this scene always kind of like feels the same way because you're like, damn, Mr. Hong, like, come on. Um, I think that the reason it probably doesn't hit me like that as hard anymore, though, is probably just like upon rewatching and also just kind of like rewatching this series and seeing the characters in that light of like knowing what they're going to do. So you kind of like focus on other things. Um, to me now, it feels very much just kind of like, yeah, that's mm. Mr. Hong. But, yeah, no, it still doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, you're like, come on, Mr. Hong, like, don't say that.
1: And then we we cut from there to mom, grandma, and Hang-gyul's, uh dad, quote, air quotes dad. Uh,
0: <laughs> Hangyeol's dad?
1: And they're kind of talking about, like, huh, uh, we're sending Lee Myung-jae away soon. And I'm like, what? Like, they're in control of him? And...
0: Oh my they're gosh, like, oh, yeah. well,
1: it's only f- understandable that he would want to see Hankyul, like, their blood after all. And I'm like, oh, because, like, uncle, like, their blood relatives, like, it makes sense. And <laughs> then they just kind of drop the bomb.
0: Yeah. It's very, like, I, I feel like, because I talked about last time how, like, this whole... Myung Jae, like Han Gil's actual dad, whole kind of like thing, every time takes me by surprise upon rewatching. Because it happens so late and it's definitely not the focus of the, the show. So it's very easy to watch again and be like, oh yeah, this happens. And this scene, I feel like, is a perfect example as to why maybe it's so fuzzy in my memory. Because this whole thing is talked about so vaguely that it's so easy to be like, is this. Like like even watching and kind of like knowing but still not really knowing I was like so does that mean he is dad or what like they said blood is he actually dad until they finally just like straight up are like yes Hungil is a child that we like Mm -hmm. took in and neither of us are his actual parents and I'm like okay finally we've gotten there like it happens okay I so
1: suddenly the
0: puzzle is together so
1: briefly. Because we we've yeah. cut from Mr. Hong's conversation to Lim myung Jae is Daddy, which means I guess I can't call him like second Papa. I'll have to call him like Papa Prime or something. And then we we <laughs> cut from Prime. there to Ha Rim just bullying Unchan at the the coffee stand outside.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I. I feel like this, like, outdoor session where they're, like, they're handling the the outdoor coffee table is, like, slowly but surely becoming, like, a bad omen. Because that's, like, the perfect time for Ha-Rim to be mean to Unchan, while she can't do anything because she has to make coffee and serve the customers. It's so
1: fucked up because he's, like, he calls her shameless. Like, oh, don't you, like, come on, dude, have some self-control. Like, and it's, like bruh like i i I need a money to support me family i uh, the dojo was closed what was i supposed to do
0: yeah i mean in i guess harim's defense or whatever like he doesn't really know but like uh at the same time he's just being a big jerk and i'm done with him and eventually unchan is like i i'm i'm out of here And also, Waffle Boy has been there this whole time, as he always is. Poor Waffle Boy is always on the same shift with Unchan and Harim, like handling this outdoor coffee Hmm. table. And as soon as Unchan is out, Harim is like, yeah, whatever. And Waffle Boy looks ready to throw a punch. Like, he is this close and harim kind of like challenges him because like waffle boy is standing there being like listen dude you're being a yeah. jerk and i don't
1: he's like don't, why are you mad i'm
0: not like on am the same why page should han
1: gil care about trust yeah. when he was literally just like being a playboy a few months ago like why does that matter to someone yeah. like him
0: oh yeah because harim tries to be like oh like breaking trust and he kind of tries to like play his case to to sungi and sungi is like i don't understand like there's not even a good starting point <laughs> here like Han, like trust what trust like Hangul is out here doing his thing why do you care and Harim is kind of like square up bro and Sungi is ready like he's this close to whipping out oh, no. his fists and being like I right, square Harim up Harim delivers like,
1: like the most Jojo <gasps> line I've ever heard he's like when's your next day <laughs> oh, no, off to, so we can fight it we're out we're
0: back to Coffee Prince de Bazaar Adventure
1: <laughs> exactly his, his stand Waffle Deluxe is gonna obliterate Harim <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my uh, god
1: star star macchiato versus waffle deluxe
0: wow good.
1: <laughs> but like uh i think hangil walks in and past unchan yeah
0: hangil is like here i am <laughs> i'm i've gotten into a habit of being late because my mornings are sad yeah,
1: my life is terrible so is my attendance sue me i'm your boss yeah and he, he just like straight up walks right past Unchan, who's like cleaning a table, and inside to where C B comes over and he
0: Oh, he's standing there like a nervous <sighs> puppy, like you know that this is this is what he's kind of been like waiting on doing today, is that as soon as Hagil appears, like this is this is He's so precious,
1: do. he's he bows and he's like, Look, I had to keep the secret because of uh Unsei and because like Unchan, I and I forgot about this plot point. Unchan was like, "Hey, if you want to get with my sister, like you have to not make me mad, and that includes keeping my secret." And then he did his best the whole time to keep that secret. Yeah, like, ugh, he's such a good. Character. I I like
0: to believe that in the beginning, there was very much like, "Okay, like I've got to get this boy to keep my secret, so obviously I'm going to use the chip of you like my sister." But over time, I like to believe that CB and Unchan did grow closer and that there was a part of CB that was also keeping the secret because of that respect that he had developed. 100%.
1: 100%. Like, from the moment that uh, Unchan physically defeats CB, he's like an Enkidu character. (laughs) Like, he takes the hand of Unchan's Gilgamesh and, like, together they're gonna walk through the 12,000 leagues of darkness. Like... (laughs)
0: Oh, very good. Oh,
1: I I just, it's, I'm not like this. I don't gush over characters, but, like, CB's (laughs) face is so dumb and punchable. Oh, my God. I get the cuteness aggression. (laughs) Like, when you see a very small, cute animal, and your brain is like, shake it, and your head is like, no, but, like, you feel the urge.
0: (laughs) I, I very much understand this feeling because i have like a big weakness for stupid characters <laughs> anytime anyone is just really dumb i'm immediately like i love you
1: <laughs> his brains may be skinny but he is dummy thick in the heart like you can't deny
0: Aww, his heart is dummy thick <laughs> oh, man. and hong
1: Gil just kind of goes ah, shut up get out of here simp i don't care and it's like come on (laughs) he basically calls him a backstabber he's like you were my friend you should have let me know and that like single-mindedness i don't know i i feel like hong yul reached a point this episode and i don't know how long it lasted but where he's kind of become set in his anger and he's determined not to be moved from that just yet
0: yeah
1: which is it's a sad thing to see mr
0: hong yeah, Mr. Hong takes a swipe at it. He kind of like comes in with a mm. guilt trip, like he's like, "Oh man, poor Un-Chan. you know, in in a family with um kind of like the ended up being the head of her family. You know, their father died, and she's kind of like the one who's got to carry on the family and like support them financially. Yeah. Oh man, poor Un-Chan. couldn't do anything except pretend to be a boy to get a job. They're talking about or, <laughs> they're Un-chan. talking
1: about uh her last paycheck. And he's like, hey, where do you want to cut it off? Like, she hasn't worked these last couple days, but, like, they're still on the pay schedule. And Gil's like, Well, when have you ever deferred to me? And it's like, dude, you can't get along in life if you make everybody even care. your enemy. I I'm
0: a big baby right now.
1: It, it gave me, like, heartburn, which was convenient because Mr. Hong says all that stuff about Unchan while drinking Pepto bismol from a small pouch.
0: Of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's just downing this bright pink liquid, and in between sips is like, oh, man. She always had to be the man at the house, so it's a logical conclusion for her to dress as a man and work at this restaurant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so, like, man, there's, there's a small part of me that's almost hoping, like, this this guilt trip is what softens Hun heart, but you're right, he's at this point, and he's kind of resigned himself. He's like, no, I'm mad, and I'm going to be mad no matter what. I'm
1: not normally a fan of flashbacks, but I feel like the plot would have been really well served if while mr hong says oh you know she's done anything and everything to feed her family we got like a flashback to the night where they sewed the doll together and like because hong gil did have that moment where he learned the appreciation of money uh from having to see how many dolls for so little money that un chan would sew Mm. to like help support her family and like i just feel like if he had remembered that maybe he would have like jogged himself out of this anger funk sooner But I understand for plot purposes, you probably can't.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I personally would have loved that. And if the story had gone in that direction, I would have been very happy because there's a lot of angst this episode. And I don't know, I'm not faring too well. I really need to get back to Mm. (laughs) Q-Town. But yeah, I see why they didn't because they had to draw, they had to draw this out. They had to, they had to take it and like tug it. And it's, it's kind of like, it's like they're, they're making like, Noodles out of Play Doh. They have to just keep rolling. Oh, yeah. It's got to be as long as possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Hong uh, Yul kind of tells Mr. Hong to like lay off Unchan. And Mr. Hong is like, fire her yourself. You won't do it, coward. Come on.
0: <laughs>
1: do it. You won't. I, I double dare you. Fire Unchan. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I triple doggy donut dare you, Hong Yul. You won't. And then hanky has I to call his, his
1: non-biological mom and let her know that he got roasted.
0: Maybe he has to figure out how to call his biological mom because he calls his non-biological mom and she's like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm not the person you need to be telling right now. <laughs> and he's like, oh God. And this story just becomes like him searching for that phone number. <laughs> the because... phone
1: number to heaven, Coffee Prince episode 12. <laughs>
0: Yeah! Oh my God!
1: <laughs> and then we—he
0: has to find the one phone that'll let him call <laughs> the afterlife.
1: Man, what a mood.
0: Uh, anyway, Donkey Kong is like—it's been too long that I haven't been mentioned. I need to—I need to get back. It's time in the for game. me to
1: reappear in the story. I—I yeah. I wrote down DK is just kind of being a dick in some glass palace because they're in like this very antiseptic like museum. Uh, fancy building area with Yuju and they're talking and he's like kind of questioning her her motivation for like why Mm -hmm. are you coming with me to New York like doesn't that imply that we're getting back together kind of and she tells him like oh I'm running away and like good on you for being honest but wow
0: yeah surprise and
1: then I think we cut from there to Hansung coming over to Yuju's apartment
0: Oh yes no we're we're shown like Yuju and DK are here and they're like whatever and then we like cut to Hansung like coming over Yuju's place and surprise surprise guess who's there it's DK, DK and it's like on the couch all hands are on deck They're
1: sitting across <laughs> a table from each other and, like, not to mention this is the first time that we've seen these wiener, wiener cousins on screen together. <laughs> but, like, the Yuju sitting next to DK on the couch across from Han Sung, it was oh, just masterfully, oh, masterfully yeah. upsetting. <laughs> because it's 100% oh, yeah. like us versus you. And ugh, I hate that.
0: Oh, yeah, it's very, like, uh, Yuju kind of launches into this little, and it's, like, we can see because we see how she's kind of, like, looks up at Hansung and then is, like, hey, DK, like, you remember this tea? And it's, like, oh, okay, I can see what's going on right now. And they tell us point blank later that, yes, that was Yuju kind of being, like, trying to, like, get at Hansung using DK. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she starts being like, do you remember this tea? It was from a shop that was, like, right by your apartment in a Oh, not just an
1: apartment, a and, villa. Oh, Ooh. yeah,
0: and like, oh, gosh, like, it was so pretty. It had a little garden out back. Like, don't tell me you don't remember. And she's just, like, glancing up at Hansung, like, this whole this whole speech. And DK is kind of like, haha, yeah, DK that's right. being, like, I the weird
1: business <laughs> gorilla, I guess, that he is. <laughs> just kind of, he's like, "Oh hey, I saw a movie in Japan that you did work for. Let's collab." Which like, there's nothing slimier than just some dude who's like stealing your girl, being like, "Hey dude, uh, let's let's work together."
0: Mm. He, he's like, "Oh yeah, I do art. You do music. We could we could make that work together." And Hansung is literally like, "Am I being am, am I, I being, being played punked right punked now?" Like... <laughs> am I being so? Eventually, he has enough, and he's like. DK, I'm gonna need you to 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 step out. I need to talk to Yuju right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> cool, like, cool. Oh god, <laughs> um, what the fuck is going on?
0: Like... Yeah. Oh my god. So then we cut to Yuju talking to yes. DK, and so they're out there, and this is when Yuju kind of like tells DK point blank. She's like, "Hey, sorry about that. I, I was I was just kind of using you to make him mad." It... And DK is like, "Uh." All DK right. <laughs> says,
1: hey, you like him and he likes you. What's the problem? Which is like the fourth or fifth time yes. that's been said this episode.
0: Yes, it's a big recurring theme. This kind of like... Um, and it, it, it's it's basically that idea of like, oh, are you just going to like go for what's good and like be fine with it? Or are you going to worry about the other stuff? And it's always phrased in this way that's like, you like each other. I don't understand what the problem is when you two yes, like each other. Yes, it's like
1: everything else... It. Not everything, but there's in it, it. doesn't matter that there's inconsequential stuff in the way, like gender. Haha, <laughs> and
0: <laughs> <laughs> got him. That's right, everyone. Gender is a construct. Get it out of here. Yeah,
1: literally. Right. And it's just like the fr- like. Don't let these small things ruin your time together. Like that perspective of like yeah. life is brief and love is even more so. So like you have to just not care about every little thing and just embrace that you have found something that is worth keeping. Yeah. And damn, I didn't think I would like DK.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. DK kind of has like the realest moment in the whole episode where he straight up is kind of like, listen, um, I, I like you and I had feelings for you and I understand that like you, you didn't. And like, that's all right. And like you two like each other and It's all good. I'm going to peace out. All right. Let me know if you ever want to catch up. And I'm like, wow. Using me to torment
1: (laughs) this guy that you're in a relationship with is shitty. And he's like, just tell me, like, what do you actually want? And she says, I don't know why I'm like this. Which is like, fuck, dude. Like, that's, that's a hitter. And she says, I don't like him looking at other women. And the DK goes, huh, you know, it's really good that you're honest. But you didn't consider my feelings mm. at all, and she says, "I'm always sorry to you," which I I kind of had to do some interpreting with that. Like, does that mean like I'm uh, grateful? Does that mean like, or I'm indebted, like something, or I I can't really repay what I've done to you? Like, there's a couple ways that I could take that, and he responds by saying, "I don't like yeah. walnut pies anymore." Which is a throwback to the 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 villa tea house conversation, but it was also just an interesting yeah. Way to end. Where she
0: was like, "Don't you love walnut pie?" And he's like, "Yeah, uh. <laughs> I
1: guess it's to show like, hey, you don't really know me as well as you think I do, or like I'm capable of moving past things that I used to like." So in this case, you I do think is yeah. the walnut pie. I think it
0: was. <laughs> I think it was much more that second one. It, I I don't think that that was an attempt to be like you don't know me. I think that was more like people change a like things can things can change and also yeah like i've i've moved past something that i used mm. to like and that's totally possible yes
1: he only likes banana pies now
0: yes <laughs> of course it was so interesting to see dk get introduced at this like character that we know nothing about who's just kind of like in the distance and then when we finally meet him all he's doing is being, like, the biggest asshole in the entire world. And then he kind of leaves us in this episode with, like, maybe the realest thing that anyone has ever said aside from, like, Mr. You, <laughs> like, I was like, oh my god. very early
1: on, you're kind of left to assume that he's the homewrecker that broke up this relationship between Han Sung and Yuju. And it's like, oh, well, he's so successful and he's so good for her career. Like, how could she not choose him over Han Sung? but when you actually like yeah. get to see him like yes he's cocky and an asshole it, without actually doing anything that's asshole like the never attribute to malice what can be attributed to ignorance and it feels like he was probably yeah. sincere about like networking with Han Sung and liking his work and he was probably just like trying to communicate in an awkward situation like so it's one of those things where it's like dk did nothing wrong and we're kind of left to see, like, wow, yeah. Yuju is capable of twisting the knife in Hansung, as it were, and she's capable of using other people to kind of make the points that she wants to make. And it leaves you like sort of reevaluating that initial relationship between Yuju and Hansung.
0: Oh yeah, I feel this episode feels like such a turning point for their relationship, just because like there's there's so many things that happen that. I mean, I'm thinking back to, like, you know, the first, like, honestly, every episode up until now, we've kind of been like, bro, Hansung, big stupid mm. idiot. Ju knows what yeah. the hell is up. And this episode, they literally are able to, like, flip our perspective on those characters with just a couple of scenes. It's very it's impressive. It's the,
1: the porthole effect. Like, if you're looking into a room from a window, you'll never see the whole house. And so the more of this house that we see, the more we're like, okay, these are two flawed individuals with a complicated history that are struggling with their feelings for each other and other people. And the message that we're getting from the plot of the story is like, well, does it matter or can they move past it? Like, is this something that you can accept? And we cut back inside to uh, Yuju's apartment where Hansung is trying to earn good boy points by doing the dishes in his cute little apron. And... (laughs) Uh, they sit down to have their talk.
0: Yeah, I I wrote down in my notes, Han Sung is talking like a person <laughs> because <laughs> it was just I mean, like, you know, after after everything that's happening, it's like we just kind of had this short scene from DK kind of dropping like a little real bomb on us. And then we get to this conversation and Han Sung, I feel like, has never felt more human than he does in this scene. He
1: Yeah, because he's finally talking. He's finally opening up and he says, like, wow, I'm jealous. Like, he's capable of just admitting that because DK was here and it, like, kind of felt like he was intruding on their time together. He's like, I'm jealous. And then he follows it up with, is that what you wanted? (laughs) Like. Yeah. Uh, and Yuju kind of immediately goes into the, well, when I asked, when I told you that I might leave, you didn't immediately say, please stay, please stay. And, uh, he responds by being like well i'm over unchan so like it's fine now like i wavered but i'm sure that i'm done wavering and she says look me in the eyes and say you're over her to which he closes his eyes and looks away (laughs) before insisting (laughs) that he's over her
0: classic han (laughs) sung
1: and then this is where we get into what was originally going to be the episode title where it's like the heart's direction and damn Mm. this was like as, as somebody who's been in, like, a couple of long-term relationships, this was a very powerful argument scene because it deals with their knowledge of each other, and they've spent time together, and they know things about each other that, like, maybe the other doesn't even acknowledge or pick up on. But Yuju is like, listen, like, my heart is capable of changing direction quickly, and, like, when I do, uh, it's it's also flexible, I think she says. And she says, but you, mm. it takes a while for you to know which way your heart is going. And once it goes down that road, like, it does not stop. And she's kind of referring to, like, you've had these feelings for Unchan. Like, I can't be sure that they are done because I know who you are as a person. Like, you you are not like me yeah. in this way. Because she had her thing with DK. But she, she's basically saying, like, I know that I can be done with that and come back and, like, be good here but I can't trust you because I know how you are. And I know that you are still going to have these feelings. You're going to hold on to them or that you might even be lying to me now by saying that you're over them. And we don't know who's telling the truth really. And Yuju hmm. brings up that she was always number one. Like nomad, there were always women around Hansung, and he wanted nothing to do with them. And she was always number one and she got used to that. And how now that Eun-chan is, like, in this picture for him, she's, like, that's changed and she doesn't know how to deal with it. And, like, she's having her own feelings of jealousy and not being able to, I guess, cope with this relationship change. And Han-sung speaks up for himself by being, like, once again, you've decided everything quickly without giving me a chance to, like, prove myself. Like, nothing actually Mm -hmm. happened between him and unchan except that he developed feelings for her and then like unchan also developed feelings for him and then nothing came of it in the last exchange that they had he was like don't keep hanging on which i mean i wish he would have just said like i'm not wavering at that moment with yuju but i i don't know i guess he maybe still had some stuff to work out
0: that scene is a lot (laughs) it's
1: it's great because the idea that like Knowing someone well enough to know how their heart works and knowing yourself well enough to know what you can accept and what you can live with. And I don't think she's happy with the fact that she can't look past her jealousy or uh, Han Sung's transgression. Like in the grand scheme of things, like they do like each Mm -hmm. other. But this might be the thing that she can't overlook. This might be the thing that you can't just hand away a wave and say, well, you know, you like each other, so what's the matter? And it's like, this would be the matter.
0: Mm. Gosh. Whew. Anyway, back to coffee (laughs) friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's honestly what it feels like, is after cutting away from this, like, big, intense, very emotional scene for Hansung and Yuju, we're kind of like anyway like back to the cafe <laughs>
1: definitely a whiplash moment oh
0: man yeah um but we cut back to the cafe and uh everyone is kind of like cleaning up because it's the end of the day and we watch um Mr. Hong kind of leave he's like changed back into his comfy clothes and he's like bye everyone and they're like oh bye Mr. Hong and then Hong Gil follows after him pretty soon um but Mr. Hong is actually going to meet Mr. Koo and get oh, some yeah. drinks with and him. Oh yeah, and this
1: begins the greatest B-plot that has ever been in an episode of television that I've seen so far.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, it, it very much starts and you're just kind of like, oh okay, I guess Mr. Hong is like getting drinks with Mr. Koo. Interesting. But this is just the so beginning. So this
1: is where the alternate title for this episode comes in. Uh, Ooh, give we... it to me are now watching almost an entirely different movie about Mr. Hong's mm. night, which yeah. I have decided to call The Hongover Part 3. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so good. Oh my god. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Uh,
0: I'm... Wow. that The Hongover... Oh my god. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let me write it down. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Ooh, wee.
0: So, Mr. Hong has met Mr. Ku, and they're having some beer. They're having big mug of beer. And they and are Mis- talking. They're Mr. Talking Ku is opening stuff.
1: up, and he's talking about, like, the, the blind dates that he went on. And Mr. Hong's like, oh, you moved past uh, Mama. Are you enjoying your blind dates or whatever? And he's like, no, I hate it. Uh, they're, they're, this lady was all made up and she was tucked back in places and I'm like oh man Mr. Koo likes it when they let it all hang out huh Like, and... uh,
0: one thing that we are learning from this show is man blind dates never work apparently <laughs> because every time they've been featured in this series they just end up horribly the blind date
1: is like the death of the meat cute and everybody knows to build a relationship you need to have a, a strong foundation of meat cute
0: you need to run into each other uh, on the corner, and one of you needs to have been, like, in the middle of eating their breakfast that was just a piece literally. of toast, and you need to accidentally land with your lips on each other, so it's like a kiss.
1: And Mr. <laughs> Koo says, again, like, he literally talks about his, well, he, he's he's a poet, so he abstracts it a little bit, and he's like, listen, the flow oh, of the yeah, river can be blocked. Oh
0: metaphoring the heck out. The path
1: of an arrow can be changed, like, the direction a human walks in can be altered, but my heart is only pointing in this one direction. And no matter what I do, I can't get my heart to face another direction. And Hong kind of looks at him and is like, huh. Like, he's he's finally seeing that, like, this isn't a casual feeling that he has towards Unchan's mom. This is, like, a deeper feeling that he feels like can't be altered or changed. And seeing that Mr. Hong uh, then goes over to Mama.
0: Yeah so we have this short little scene with Mr. Hong and Mr. Koo, and it feels like it's something that's going to kind of be a one-off as many of the scenes with the older characters that we have like Unchen's Chen's mom and yes. Mr. Koo. oftentimes it's kind of like a little one-off. But then, yeah, we cut straight away to a scene where Mr. Hong is walking up to Unchan's chans mom. And they're, like, chilling. She kind of, like, comes out with a little plate of snacks and they're chilling outside. And they end up getting into a conversation about a very similar topic. Yeah,
1: they're, they're kind of, like, casually talking about, like, oh, your restaurant's so successful, why don't you go buy the beer? And he's like, no, you're my friend, you buy me beer, that's how this works. <laughs> and uh, he he kind of goes to bat for Mr. Koo and he's like, you know, don't write him off. Like he's not, he's not like pushing or like being like, you should give him a chance. He's like,
0: yeah, he's not, he's not like out here with his wingman mm. abilities, like on the forefront, they're kind of like underneath the table and he's being like, he's hey.
1: playing it close to the <laughs> chest and he's being like, cause he's seen that maybe there's more there and he's like, well, okay, yeah. maybe I should op- try and open her up to the possibility that there is something more there and man like that was it's interesting because he's playing he's acting like he's very drunk but he's being very deliberate about his words and i i just thought this was like a really interesting continuation of the last scene and like an expansion of this love triangle because originally it was kind of like he was rivaling with ku over mama but like he was very yeah that's how
0: it felt her
1: and now that he's seen that Mr. Koo is serious he's like okay well i'm going to kind of take a step back and i'm going to kind of be like hey well you know
0: yeah i mean it's interesting because it when this kind of like trio of characters was introduced as like you know as as like a unit and not as separate characters it did feel like it had that um that, like, oh, Mr. Hong is casually interested and Mr. Koo is, like, head over heels, like, into her. Um, but then we do get a lot of, um, kind of, scenes and and lines from Mr. Hong that show that he is not necessarily interested in Un Chen's mom in that way. Because I remember the scene where he kind of, like, even, like, calls her and is like hey, I don't have feelings for you and you don't have feelings for me, right? And, like, puts the phone up to Aww. Mr. Ku. And to me, this kind of scene feels less like him sta- taking a step back and more like him kind of just realizing that Mr. Ku isn't this, like, silly man who just kind of, like, has a big crush and is-, is being dumb about it. Like, he's someone who has truly developed feelings and he kind of, like, sees the potential for happiness mm. there. And not necessarily himself stepping back, but more just kind of wanting to see if, hopefully, that situation can work itself out. Correct.
1: Big agree, as we say.
0: Big agree.
1: Uh, And then they kind of, they kind of also start talking about Unchan because Mama is like, "Hey, how's things going at your cafe? Like, is the manager really mad at her?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's kind of bad." And Mama says, "Unchan like won't eat." And I was like, that's the biggest, reddest flag that ever there was. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah." she's going through heartbreak. And Mr. Hong says, cake will fix it. And I'm like, ain't that the truth?
0: You know, ain't that the (laughs) truth? Uh, So then we kind of end this scene with Mr. Hong being like, well, you don't have any alcohol for me. There's no beer here. So I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And he decides to uh, walk off. Uh, and then the next scene we cut to is actually Hang Gil's mom is visiting him at mm-hmm. his apartment.
1: Looking much cleaner, by the way. I guess he got all the noodles away from his answering machine before mama got there.
0: Yeah. He, <laughs> mom was like, I'm stopping by. And he was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. What am I going to so do?
1: He, she's making him noodles. And uh, he's like, oh, man, I can't wait to eat my mom's noodles. Uh, do you want? Try some. Yeah. Mom, try some. And she says, I can't eat that. It'll go straight to my stomach if I eat this late. And that's when I went. Where the hell does it go the rest of the time, Mom? Are there are there aliens in this show? Have we just confirmed my prediction from the end of the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> that's where food always goes. <laughs> Jaren...
0: Jaren takes out his like little like uh, opera glasses, and he's like glaring at the screen, like uh-huh. uh huh. You you have like the big like the big like radar, like listening really closely, being like. What was that? Did you just, are you an alien? Rewind.
1: Enhance. (laughs) Looking for the zipper on the back of her neck.
0: Oh my god. Uh, So, um, I'll be honest, I'm sure that there was like an actual conversation going on in this scene, but I could not focus Mm -hmm. because the sound of the noodle, (laughs) the like, of the noodles was there throughout the entire scene and I could not focus on it. Anything no, same. Else. I wrote
1: three minutes of grotesque noodle ASMR.
0: <laughs> I just wrote this noodle sound is so distracting. <laughs> oh my god. Um, however, I did catch because they there was kind of like um, talk about not not necessarily like strong talk about like birth mom and stuff, but there was kind of like a um, a feeling in this scene about how like mom. Is the one who raised him. And so like she's kind of the real the the mom that he sees as his true parent as opposed to the birth mom who is just the one who kind of like brought him into this world. And that was kind of like a sweet notion that I did get from this scene. Aside from the. Very true. Oh, my God. I <laughs> Could not focus. That,
1: there's a great line where the mom is kind of prompted to articulate her feelings towards the birth mom. And she says, I'm very Mm -hmm. sorry that she didn't get to see, like, who you are and raise you and, like, the man that you've become, but I'm also very grateful that I've gotten to see it instead. And, like, that was legit pretty beautiful.
0: Yeah. Very very good. I was like, oh, no, if only these noodles weren't being stirred right now, I would probably be crying.
1: And then that kind of prompts Han Gil to, like, uh, have a sincere moment with her where he's like, hey, I'm going to say this, so, like, listen... He says, I think you're the only one in the world who has faith in me. Which, very oh, yeah, sweet. that's right. But I have no idea where he's oh. getting that from. I feel like, as far as having faith in him, like, wasn't the mom so worried about his future that they set up, like, blind date marriage kind of stuff? And this whole Coffee Prince plot? Like, that's not really <laughs> demonstrating faith in your son's interest to be a Lego man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe we're missing some context here. Like, I wish we'd had a couple of more han Gil mom scenes before yeah. this. Yeah,
1: but it, it doesn't so much matter because then Hong shows up at han Gil's place.
0: Yeah, guess who's here? Mr. Hong has m- concluded his next stop uh, on his Hongover adventure. <laughs> and he's here at hong Gil's apartment. And he's like, you got yeah, me here? Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's the Hongover featuring han and. Oh my... <laughs> uh and Hong oh, just god. shows up and they go onto like uh Hongyu's balcony and he just kind of torments him a little bit he's like oh man isn't it cool how sad you are right now like oh feel it
0: oh my god <laughs> uh and then he kind of like launches into this story that's like yeah you know a girl ruined my life once uh. and he tells this this story about how he was in love with a girl and he describes her as like she was the best liar like, he's like, oh, you know, I, I was in love with a girl and she was, like, oh, amazing at lying. And he was like, any time, you know, she would say she was doing one thing and she would always be doing something else. And, like, I would I would even give her money for things and she would use it on things that wasn't what I told her or wasn't what she told me she would be using it for. And he even ends the story by being like, and then, you know, even when she left, she told me that she was going to study abroad and I, like, gave her money for that and I told her that I would wait for her. And then he's like, and she ended up marrying a different man a year later. And it, you know, initially, you're like, damn, Mr. Hong, like, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, where he, he talks about these things that have happened to him in the past. And he says them so bluntly, that they feel like I feel like I should be like, Mr. Hong, are you okay? But at the same time, he's saying them with this, like, big smile on this face and this sense of nostalgia that you can't help but be like, oh, he's already okay with this. Like, he's come to terms with this. Obviously, this hurt him in the past, but he is here now, and he can look back on it.
1: Yeah, when you said it was a girl ruined my life once, I was immediately like, hold up, because this is the most romantic (laughs) story that I have ever heard, because he... He's so lost in the sauce of his own memories while well. he's just kind of recounting this. And like he's he's like, Yeah, she would tell me she's going to work and then like go dancing with friends, or she'd tell me she was going here and she'd be there, or tell me who she's with, and she's with someone else. And like, the way that he talks about it is so captivating because mm. he well, he sums it up best himself at the end of the story when he says, you know. Han Gil's like well she lied to you like that's bad and he's like yes but she must have liked me a lot to always tell me something other than the truth like to try and spare my feelings at every opportunity and I was like damn mm. and his, his he damn. kind of like articulates the, the Mr. Hong thesis for himself in that relationship by being like if I ever got angry like there was this trick I would do and we never fought at all Because whenever I would start to get angry, I would ask myself, Hong, can you live without her? And his anger Mm -hmm. would melt away because he couldn't. And that's the ultimate extension of their, well, if you two like each other, then what's wrong theory. Because if you can't live without this
0: Literally all of that, like, moments that it's been mentioned before, I feel like we're all kind of building up to this moment. Exactly. Because... Everyone has kind of been saying it, but I do feel like the biggest pusher of that of that mentality was Mr. Hong. Because all throughout this entire show, he has been saying that from the beginning. Mm. He's been saying, like, it'll be fine. Like, don't you two like each other? I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, he's kind of been here in this mindset of having already been through such an experience himself, and kind of having that experience under his belt, he kind of, like, sees what's happening in front of him, and he's kind of all along been like, nothing needs to be as big of a deal as you're making it out to be. Yes. um, And it's very interesting to look at it that way, because as a viewer of a show like this, like, it's really easy to... Think that. And I imagine, as well as someone who has already been through the experience and is now kind of like an outsider looking in, or someone who's looking back, being like, oh, like, why can't I just feel this way? But at the same time, it's when you're involved in the situation, that's a whole different perspective. So it feels personally, as a viewer, it feels very good to have this character who is sitting there kind of like saying exactly how it feels to be somebody watching (laughs) everything unfold. Um, But at the same time, I don't think I would have it any other way than how the show has played out. Because no matter how many times somebody who has experience tells you like, Hey, this is how it is. And this is how it can be. And like, this is, you know, like something that you should consider it's never easy to just let yourself fall into that and to not be in the moment of feeling those feelings and to not essentially have to experience the realization of that for mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, man. Yeah, Mr. Hong quickly climbing the ranks of, like, best characters. Like, he's he's kind of getting close to sweeper level, I gotta say. <laughs>
1: it then Hong Yul does the very kid thing of asking the grown older person... So I should just let it go? Like, asking him, like, what should I do? And yeah. Hong's response is, don't if you don't want to, which is my new motto yeah. for life. Don't if you don't want yeah. to.
0: And... Mr. Hong has also had this attitude all throughout this series, too. Like, this is... It, it feels kind of good for it to to see this conversation and to see his attitude and his view on life Like, kind of coming to a head here with the whole situation with Han Gil and Eun Chan. Because throughout the series, every time that something has happened, he's been like, hey, like, listen, if you don't want to do it, you don't got to do it. Or, like, if, if, like, like, this isn't something new for him, which I kind of, like, eh, having this moment in the series feels so rewarding just because, like, you've seen it this whole time and now it's kind of, like, this is, like, the big kind of, like, yes. Yeah.
1: It's definitely. Uh, I feel like when they were writing this show or coming up with the script uh, at a very mm. early stage, when they started with the character of Mr. Hong, they built it around these concepts that he's articulating to Hong Yul now. This character who uh, views love as if you don't want to, you don't have to. And if you like somebody, be with them. And then they built everything else about him around that. And so us seeing all that other dressing and then coming around the corner and getting to this, like, core of his character is immensely satisfying. And
0: yeah. he,
1: he has a lot to offer the people who are going through these problems in the show. It's very well designed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's, I big agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Speaking of well designed, uh, we we cut back to Robo Ko Unchan crying in bed. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Unchan is talking to Robo Unchan, and she's just like crying and.
1: <laughs> she's like a parrot. She's just like saying things that Han Gil has like said to her. So she's like sitting there, like sobbing, being like a man or alien, and then she kisses the robot. And then she says, I hate you, I hate you. Uh, And then I miss you, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. And I was like, there are twice as many I miss you's as I hate you's. So the ratio of her emotions is plain to see.
0: Ah, yeah. We're weighing in heavier on the I miss you side, which is a good sign. Oh, it's so
1: sad, though, to watch somebody cry with a toy. I love, like, characters who have affection for inanimate objects, especially, like, toys. I'm big into that animism shit.
0: Hmm. I'm big into Eun-Chan, just mm. in general. I just, I love her. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> you're,
1: a, you're a big Chan fan.
0: I'm a, I'm a big Chan fan. Oh my god, I love Eun-Chan, <laughs> which is why this episode is so hard it for me. It is very
1: hard, being a Chanatic
0: sometimes. <laughs> Man, every once in a while I think about leaving the Unchan fandom, but I just can't bring myself <laughs> to. I love her so much. Once like you're in the
1: Chandom, you can't leave.
0: Yeah, it's scary. He can't. There's no escaping. <laughs>
1: uh, and we, we go back to Coffee Prince, presumably, like, the next morning. Cut
0: back to Coffee Prince. And so he
1: <laughs> is kind of being a dick? Maybe a little bit? It's,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah, kind of, may- maybe?
1: <laughs> he's kind of like, yada, yada, it was fun to watch, though, huh?
0: Oh my god, yeah, he's like, you know, it was fun for me. And I'm like, are Whatever. you trying to be Mr. Hong right now?
1: Because that's not a very Hong thing to do.
0: It is a very Sunky thing to do, though. Oh, so I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> You're right. Like, <laughs> um. Anyway, you know, honestly, now every time we get to this like little back cubby with the sink, that's like Sungi's little like waffle making station. <laughs> I just get nervous because this seems to be the place where everything always goes down.
1: I am being conditioned um, to dread it. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, oh no, what's gonna happen this time?
1: Uh. So. What happens this time on Coffee P <laughs> is Han Kyo walks in and he's kind of like ready to he's got like a killer line that looks like he's been practicing. And he's like, yes. Huh, so are you a, are you a Hyung or an Opa now to Sungy. Oh my god. And Sungi is like, I do not care. I don't care. It does not matter.
0: <laughs> and Sungi is like, I literally give zero shits to any rhetoric that you are trying to push right now. It does not matter. Oh my like Sungi is kind of like me a little bit. Yes. <laughs> how I'm feeling and it's it's good to have him there because you know what? Sungi says says two big things. He says, "Well, it was fun to watch," which yeah, I did have a lot of fun watching oh, up until he's now. The viewer. And two, he says, "It does not matter." And I'm like, "You're right, Sungi, It does not matter."
1: And Hongyul sick burn backfired on him. So now he goes, "How dare you?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we love to fight next to this sink. This sink is, like, the fighting sink. And <sighs> poor Un-chan is just kind of, like, great.
1: <laughs> Speaking of fight, like, there was... There was... Uh, God, this scene. This scene, there was one thing that just pushed me over the edge, and I went into, like, a lunatic rampage on my page. Oh, no! And... Uh, for a brief second before Hong does, like, the Hyung and Opa thing, you see Sun-gi is cutting a fruit to put on the mm-hmm. waffle. And so I mm-hmm. look at it and I go, okay, well, its fruit is red, maybe a strawberry. And then we cut back to that fruit and he transfers a whole <laughs> sliced tomato raw onto a waffle. And I <laughs> lost it. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? This is- Wow. You, uh, it's it's technically a fruit, but like you can't put a tomato on a raffle <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't put a
0: tomato on a raffle. You
1: can't. It's not right. It's like drinking ice cream with soda. Like who- You- Did they not have the I... right fruit prop? Did it take too many takes and they had to like, oh, well, we've got this tomato. Nobody will notice. I noticed. I care. Oh, my
0: God. You bait and switched me so bad. You just did. Oh, my God. I'm...
1: I'm livid. Because...
0: Okay. (laughs) I mean, like... Okay, listen. There's a part of me that's tempted to be like, hey, it's another, like, cuisine. Like, you don't know. But also... Yeah, I just, like, I cannot imagine eating raw tomato on a waffle. It sounds kind of net. I don't like <sighs> raw tomato, like, in the first place. Like, I'm not a big, I hate it. like, sliced or, Gross. like, diced tomato. Like, my tomato needs to be pureed and, and nothing less. It needs to be
1: fried and green.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Now, I actually I do like fried green tomatoes. But, but this is all beside the point. <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm still on this. One second. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Next time I go grocery shopping... I am going to make waffles and I'm going to cut up a whole tomato, beefsteak tomato. I don't care. I'll rewatch the footage and see if I can narrow down the kind of tomato that it is. Yeah. Are you sure
0: that it's only tomato and that there's not any other like savory things on the waffle? Oh no. Savory waffles are a thing.
1: I frame by framed it. I'm, it's not even, (laughs) it's not even artfully presented. It's cut into slices stacked on top of itself. So it retains the shape of a whole tomato. And the only part that's not in use is the top that he cuts off so it has a flat base to sit on. And I'm going to eat this tomato waffle if it kills me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Well, I, good luck, I'm not eating no waffle tomato. I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even gonna, the, gonna chance it I'm just gonna trust the series that somebody wanted that <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna leave it as it is Listen. but if you were going on this adventure I guess like record it at the very least Oh totally.
1: they know something that I don't because <laughs> this production team has too much love and care put into this show to just lazily cut up a tomato and stick it on a waffle
0: oh god um whew.
1: All right, I'm good. I'm good.
0: Anyway, then something that's, like, way less important to the plot than that happens. I <laughs> guess, like, Han Gyul and Un-Chen talk or something. I don't know. Um, it seems like something happened between them, but I'm not really sure because I don't really think it's as relevant to the story.
1: <laughs> no, I totally, I totally <laughs> forgot that that wasn't even the end of that scene. Uh.
0: <laughs> I literally, when you were like, this made me so mad, I was like, oh, we're getting, like, big emotions into this part and then it was about a tomato on a waffle and i was like what is happening <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah this this scene was was very tense um i did write down at this point oh my god just because there's one my one lie doesn't mean that it was all a lie because that's also a big thing in like secret like plots where as soon as the person finds out that like they were lied to about one you know relatively, like, big thing, um, they tend to kind of be like, oh, so, like, everything else that has happened thus far has all kind of been one big ruse, and it's one big pretend, and it's like, C- no, I mean, like, I get it, like, you're mad and emotional right now, but also, like, I don't know, you've had a day to sleep on it, like, come on, we can't still be under the impression that, like, this was one big han haha joke, and that, like, we, we got him, boys. We got him to say I like you to a boy. Like, come on. Like, we cannot. Oh, my God. There's a lot of yelling. It's very tense.
1: He says, um, everyone's on your side here. Leave. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that is, it takes a second to reexamine. If everybody is on her side, maybe it's you who needs to chill.
0: <laughs> maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it must be everyone else who is wrong.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Kara from the editing realm of Just Kiss Already. Uh, I'm here to let you know that this last section of the episode comes with a content warning. There will be mentions of sexual assault, as well as discussion of its use as a trope in romance media. So if you want to skip this section, you can go ahead and jump to 2 hours, 28 minutes, and 13 seconds for our closing jokes. Or just end the episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening, and stay safe out there. Ugh, and then we get to what is, um quite possibly one of my least favorite things that happens in definitely this episode but also maybe in this show which is this like emotions are really high and they're arguing and it's it's kind of under the pretense of this like you know did you even like do you even actually like care about me like what else did you lie about blah 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 like everyone's on your side and then Gil, for some reason, decides that the best thing to do is to, like, aggressively shove Eun-chan up against this, like, fridge or whatever is there and, like, kiss her. Mm-hmm. And it's so uncomfortable to watch because it's, like, you can hear, like, Eun-chan, like, struggling and being like like making these like noises like she's trying to get away from the situation and it's just like so painful I thought she like scratched and his
1: face at one point like it was Maybe
0: I <sighs> I feel like I mean like if the intended effect was to make me extremely uncomfortable then you got it because that scene is just like so awful to watch
1: Yeah it's it's pretty much a sexual assault because you
0: know ugh
1: we hate to see it yeah and um, then he follows it up with like the worst line <sighs> he he says like the kiss was better as a guy and it's like oh, maybe God. because that was like a consenting good i love you kiss and not a hey i'm going to smack your head against the back of a fridge and then
0: yeah this weird like i'm angrily kissing you to prove a point i don't know what an asshole god yeah it's very much something that upon rewatching, i feel like every time i get to it i'm like oh yeah this part that i tried to erase from my brain because i really love the rest of the show (laughs) yeah um this was also another another point where they're back in this little like alcove, like, having a little conversation and I'm like, are there customers in this cafe right Hello? now? <laughs> Could somebody potentially maybe like, be walking past to go to the bathroom and turn and be like, oh my god. <laughs>
1: like, this poor boy is being assaulted.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's very painful. <sighs> Hangul angrily walks away and we are left on this screenshot of Unchan chan just kind of, like, sinking to the ground and, like, yeah being sad when this episode
1: ended it went like immediately into next episode preview and i was i was just shook for like a second yeah.
0: i was like oh god yikes anyway that's episode 11
1: <laughs> yay in the bag
0: oh god um Whew. so episode 11 um how you feeling jaren <laughs>
1: I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling like yeah, this is the that's... bleakest it's ever been.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, like...
0: It really does, like, suck to to just... Like, I feel like the beginning of this episode started out on a really, really high note. And then we were still in Cute Town for a little bit. But then we, we saw what was about to unfold. Like, they were like, hey... Basically telling us like this is kind of going to happen mm. just with like the way that everyone's attitude was and just the way that it it feels. And then it feels like it almost happens too fast because we're like, we want to be back in cute town. And then the rest of the episode is just kind of like a constant, like, you know that what's happening in the back of your mind. So even the moments that are more lighthearted are kind of like shadowed by this this thing that has happened and that we know is going on.
1: Yeah, like they pull the trigger this episode and it all happens like at once. Ugh. Man. I'm I'm having trouble just sort of summarizing my thoughts on this episode because it's it's uh, a real kick in the pants for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest, I was kind of gonna like uh turn in my get out of jail free card after you gave your feelings and be like yeah I don't really know how to talk about mine but I've already seen it so it's the end of the (laughs) (laughs) all
1: right I'll I'll give it my Kentucky Fried Best real quick
0: Uh, all right you don't have to if you would like I can give you a get out of jail free card (laughs) and we can both get out of jail
1: I'll save mine oh no (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so episode 11 of Coffee Prince is the it's basically a morality play where you're told your whole life that you shouldn't lie and you should be honest and you should do the right thing. And this is what happens when you stack all those bricks towards something with another person, like be it a partner or like somebody that you go into business with. And like once you remove all those lies that were kind of supporting everything, it really does just like topple in an instant. And the escalation that that brought to where all the problems in the past between han and un feel like they could have been solved with talking and they were misunderstandings. It's now progressed to han has like violently assaulted the main character. And even if he resolves his feelings towards the lie in a good way, and even if Unchan resolves her feelings towards his reaction, it's at that point where you have to question is it healthy if either of them is willing to look past that, because like they say, if you love someone, you should be with them. But if somebody treats you that way in a fit of rage, it might be one of those things that you can't overlook, like with Hansung and Yujin. Mm. That's my piece. Man,
0: <laughs> it was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna take my get out of joke card out I'm gonna I'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna get in jail um (laughs) join me (laughs) I'm I'm all right here I am swinging the door open and then closing it behind me and and like kicking the key over (laughs) (laughs) um I mean honestly as tough as watching this episode is and as like negative as the emotions that it brings me I do think that at the end of the day Like, it, it's kind of like, I think one of the reasons that I like rewatching things so much is because it gives me all of the, like, even though I've seen this show, like, quite a few times, still, when I watch this part, I feel all those same emotions. And maybe they're not exactly the same. Um, cause you know, I'm, I've grown up and I'm a different person now or whatever, or also I just have a new context on the show having seen it before, but the fact that it's still able to bring those emotions out of me and that I'm still able to feel that same way that I did when I first saw this and was experiencing it for the first time, just like you are now, it's, I don't know. I, I, I can't really say like, it's nice because no, it's not, it's not like, a nice feeling, but it I like the fact that media is able to do that. I like the fact that it's able to bring those emotions out of me. And I like the fact that I can watch something again and still get that same feeling out of it. Um, in regard to what we've kind of just witnessed and what feels like the worst part of this show, um, as somebody who is not a stranger to this genre of media being like romantic drama slash comedy kind of content um i mean i i have to remind myself that this is a product of its time because this is a show from 2007 and i definitely do not think that if coffee prints were made um today that a scene like this would have made the cut but this kind of scene and this kind of like peak, I guess, of emotions in a way that is kind of so, like, gross, but, like, raw in a way, um, is not something that is, like, like, this happens, this is a part of this kind of genre, and it's a part of its kind of, like, a growth. Like, I have read many other stories and seen other shows and watched movies and stuff that have an instance like this, where... They have this kind of like spike of emotion, and it manifests manifests itself in such a, uh, yeah, pretty much like a sexual assault kind of way. And, I mean, unfortunately, like I I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, but it's a product of its time, and it's like whatever, because no, it's not good. And I'm glad that, it, this genre has kind of developed out of that because I don't see that anymore. Um, or at least I hope I don't. I, I haven't seen everything in the world, but for the most part, it seems to be something that has died down as we have kind of realized that, hey, that's not okay. And maybe we shouldn't be putting that in our media that we're using as like, here's what romance is. <laughs> um, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Um, but I do definitely think that because of its heavy presence in this genre and because of my involvement in that genre, I've kind of been desensitized to seeing it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that that means that I view it as like less bad. Like I still see that and it still makes me uncomfortable and it still makes me feel sad. But at the same time, I'm kind of able to like view it with that lens of like, this isn't, this is something that I feel like I as a person have grown past seeing and being like, whoa, is this what like romance is? And also that I feel like, media in general has hopefully been able to surpass um hopefully i mean you know like i said i i haven't seen all the media in the world and it's possible that there are still series that are doing stuff like this as kind of like that emotional peak of the anger but i i just kind of wanted to put put that out there that like this isn't not not to be like, it's not just coffee prints, like other people do it too, and not that it makes it okay, but also just kind of recognize that like this, as we delve into um, like romantic media from, you know, years past, we may encounter this kind of stuff again. and that just kind of recognizing that it's there and recognizing that it's not okay, but also not faulting the series. And being like, "Oh, this moment makes this series bad because I don't want that to happen because I still do look at Coffee Prince as something that, a story that overall I still really do like and, and a piece of a piece of work that I, you know, respect and that I, I view with like a, a nostalgic kind of like, I do want to watch it again. Even though that this scene is there and this scene is bad, I still want to watch this show again. And I think there are a lot of people that can relate to that feeling, like not wanting something that is good to be tainted by like one scene. Um, yeah. I just kind of wanted to, like, express that feeling and kind of, like, recognize that, yeah, that's a thing. And, unfortunately, it's there. And here we are. <laughs>
1: I th- yeah, I think that's very valid and very measured approach to consuming media like this.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> also, yeah, just, like, you know, just just to put it out. Because I know there are there are other people like me who probably grew up on this kind of like romance media and like shoujo manga and stuff. And it's it's a it's an interesting thing to kind of like once you realize that those scenes and that kind of stuff isn't cool being like, does that mean this entire genre isn't cool? And no, it doesn't. But it's important to recognize it.
1: If this show can survive the character of Han Sung, <laughs> then it can survive episode 11.
0: You know what? I think Coffee Prince survived episode 11, and I think we survived episode 11, we too. We did. Whew. Man. <sighs> uh, I guess that's all we've got for you. I guess I guess we've kind of run out. <laughs> yeah,
1: you've heard it here first. Next time, episode 12, coming off the shelf.
0: Ooh, pretty good. Oh, I had one in my mind earlier. I don't remember what it was, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, well episode 12 get ready to delve
1: (laughs) episode 12 is coming straight from the pelvis
0: oh oh no (laughs) oh man i guess we better be ready for episode 12 Mm. (laughs) i forced that one i i just wanted to say it (laughs) i love it thank you all right Goodbye everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, y'all. good luck with with your own emotions in watching Coffee Prince. Um but know that we're right there with you.
1: Yes, if you if you need emotional support, please call the Coffee Prince helpline
0: <laughs> to yes. get through
1: episode 11 together.
0: Yes. <laughs> we're we're all just trying to get through episode <laughs> 11 together. <laughs> Whew. all right. Bye y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Mwah, mwah, mwah. 28 minutes and